Welcome to episode 12 of the MXY Show, presented by 24MX, Europe's largest e-commerce store and your one-stop shop for all things motocross. The MXGP of Latvia has been and gone, and there's a lot to talk about. We have uh, all things racing and silly season coming up, but first of all, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Talon Wheels, X-Trig Triple Clamps, Liat Recluse Clutches, Atlas Braces, for all the support. I'm James Burford, alongside me is MX Vice Editor Lewis Phillips. What's going on? And in the studio, as always, is Rob, our producer from Jukebox Beats. So uh, if you didn't know about Rob, Rob uh, looks after us. He's actually in on his day off because he uh, he loves it so much here. So uh, thanks, Rob. So Lewis, talk Latvia. I didn't go. What did I miss? Did you watch it? I watched it. Did you watch the highlights or the actual thing? No, watched the actual four motos and qualifying. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's, like it's not a question answer on me, though, but... You look like you're a um, bit of a fan. Uh, I kind of enjoy the old motocross thing. I was uh, emotionally, uh, what is the word I would use? That's acceptable. I was emotionally unstable in Latvia. Okay, that's because, worrying. Because, yep, I don't, know what, don't need to worry about your employee, but um, after the first moto, MXGP moto, I was the highest of high. It was like I had just taken all kinds of drugs. Yeah. And I was buzzing. Mm-hmm. I think people in the media room were getting quite annoyed at how absolutely buzzing I was. Because I, I was like the most excited I've ever been. Like, I was like, this is, this is amazing. Look at this. Look at that. How fucking amazing. Can't wait. Look at all of this. This is going to be amazing. And this happened and this happened. And wow. And then... You're annoying me now. And then it came... Well, that's why everyone probably hated me. And then it uh, came out that Herlin's broken his ankle or fractured the bottom of his tibia. Yeah. Which was a bit like, oh, okay. Fair enough. We'll move on. Yeah. And then the first lap of Moto1, I just see in the distance some... A luminous uh, yellow helmet go cartwheeling. I'm like, oh, whoever that is, that must have hurt. Turn around to look at the live timing to see who's dropping down, and it was Caroli. And I was just like, what has happened? Like, wow. How have we gone from what we had to this in like the space of well, a lap? Not even a lap. Basically, within three corners extra, we had um, 
changed completely. So basically for the second moto, I just stood in pit lane, wondering, questioning everything. Very sad. Wow, that sounds quite emotional. Yeah, so that's what happened in Latvia. Right, so... It's good for me to talk about it, though. My therapist said I should talk about these things. Yeah, well, this is what the show's for. It helps me as well. The therapist um, seems to really not give a shit, though, when I'm going on about how hurlings, how good hurlings was and stuff like that. So it's good for me to mention it here. But um, the team called you over, didn't they, to talk to you about the injury? Oh, yeah, so I bumped into... Um, Dirk? No, Dirk, not Dirk. I bumped into a few people on team. <laughs> and uh, You know them well. <laughs> no, so I talk to them every week, but I don't know everyone's name. And yeah, they basically told me what was going on and that he was on his way already to uh, see Dr. Klaus, 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 I think it is, uh, in Belgium, who's everyone's doctors uh, on Monday. He's a busy guy. Well, he's, well, it was only then an hour later that I got told that Dr. Klaus was also getting Caroli's shoulder scans on Monday. So Monday right. was interesting for old Doc. Yeah. What was I saying? Oh, yeah, so basically, but the only good thing that came from that whole mid-moto discussion was that everyone was quite clear that surgery may not be needed. Okay. Which obviously speeds things along quite nicely. So it's, it's a broken bone, but it's... it's fractured. Fractured, yeah. Okay. But So there's a chance the surgery won't be needed, and from conversations I had, off the record, so like, actually, if I say off the record, then I probably shouldn't say it. Yeah, I? you probably shouldn't say that one. Try and keep that to yourself. Okay. So, I, yeah. I think, <laughs> from what I may have learned... Actually, He's going to miss Indonesia and oh, come yeah, back. Oh, yeah, yeah. A... I'm, thinking, I'm thinking beginning of August, maybe. But nothing's confirmed yet because it's so early and it's got to be checked and like the, everything. Yeah. But the good news is... And this is the same ankle, yeah? Yeah, but not, it did the foot in the off-season. Okay. So, it's honestly, I was... I was I, before I did my post-race podcast, I actually was like, had to say to myself, like... Lewis, you can do this. Pick yourself up. Come on. Let's get, That's why get I need excited. to be there. I need to give you a I, hug. I was so, but I was literally so, but honestly, it sounds fucking ridiculous. But I was. Should I check so, my messages to see? If you, <laughs> James, James. I was so bummed because <laughs> I was just like, I, I just, I just was like, he's we, back and now he's look not. What, look what we had. Yeah, and racing was good. Oh, the best. Honestly, I think it might have been the best race I ever watched in person. Yeah, the first MXGP motor. What it had everything you could possibly want. Going deep here. Okay. But um, that's what she said. So I was watching Hurlins, Crowley guys are in the top five. And I was like, holy shit, we have never seen these three actually properly battle. Yeah. Because Hurlins and Geyser's careers have like perfectly overlapped to the point that wherever, whenever Hurlings turned on in MXGP was the exact moment that Geyser began his downfall. And he's only returned for that obviously this year. But then this year, Hurlins is out. You're right there. So I'm just getting a bit choked up. I'm really, right. I'm not fully recovered. Jesus, calm down. So we got a paper bag, Rob. So we still got to, um, we still got to wait for that to see Hurlings and Geyser go up head to head. Are you uh, crying? Straight on. No, it's not straight on. We've got to wait and see uh, them go head to head at full fitness. Never mind. We will rebuild. We move on. Yep. Best wishes to Jeff Free. MXGP isn't the same without him. And actually, I wanted to say this last week. I can categorically say hurlings in MXGP boosts everything. Numbers on M- numbers for MX Vice, numbers for social media, MXGP TV numbers, everything. Hurlings is on the track, everything goes up. Really? Yeah. I was, I was explaining this to KTM at the end of the day. I was like, we oh, need it's it, good man. that you're there to explain to KTM. No, I was, I was saying, I've noticed it and we need it. Like, we need him. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm sure the analysts at KTM are really struggling. I was just saying, I can't believe how much of a difference I've yeah. noticed like, since he's come back. Like, everything's. There we go. It's just, it's heartbreaking. It really is. 
I, I can feel it. Yeah. And obviously I didn't get... Oh, just, I don't really know where to go with this show <laughs> right now, to be fair. I think we're done. <laughs> but should, uh, Yeah, apart from the emotions. So if, if you're driving home, listen to this late <laughs> at night, please kind of pull over, have a coffee. Don't think about shooting yourself or anything. It's just uh, Lewis is... Uh, you know, very, very down. I don't want him to bring you down as well. So um, let's pick it up a little no, bit. So let's talk about Herlands. Okay. Before the incident. Or okay. actually the incident. To this day, I'm very confused. Can you stop playing with the mic? Okay. To this day, I'm very confused about how he ended up in that angle. Fair enough, he crashed, whatever. How he was facing backwards on the landing of a tabletop, I don't know. And I asked KTM if he explained what happened, and I still don't really know how he ended up facing backwards. Obviously, MXGP TV only caught the... Um, aftermath of him getting up and then hit by Jazakonis. And it was that impact from Jazakonis that did the damage, obviously. Yeah. I don't think anyone, I don't think that's breaking news. No. But then, so apparently, after the um, sighting lap, they obviously um, straightened out his bars and all of that, because I think it was pretty banged up after the crash. And I was watching him walk to his bike along the start straight, and he wasn't limping. So at that point, I wonder if he thought he was fine, and the pain hadn't set in yet and everything. But then from what I heard, once he got back to the truck after the um, first moto, he was basically saying like, I'm in so much pain, I can't walk. Like, I can't walk. Like, there was no, like, high fives and look what we just did. It was, ow, I'm fucked up. Like, this isn't good. And then they went straight to the medical center. The ankle was ridiculously swollen. They put some ice packs on it, had to scan, and off he went. Wow. Oh, we what go. a ride. I, honestly, I said this to KTM. I reckon, now knowing what we know now, is that the best ride of his career? I think it must be. Like, like, someone riding with a broken ankle. And even the way that he won. Like, it wasn't like he got the whole shot and then went and then held on for the last 10 minutes. He, like, lost the lead, charged back into the lead. Also, like, he really had to push himself to get to that point. And also worth noting, which is just mind-blowing considering, like, his race fitness and everything and how close he is to his return, which was only, obviously, a week before, and the ankle and all of that, he set his fastest lap on lap 14 of 17 in the first moto, which was later than anyone else in the race. How? Like, literally how? It makes no sense. Thanks for that stats, boy. It makes no sense. Okay. But then that's why, that's why I was so emotional, because I saw that stat. Like, I, I saw the little timing thing go green in the race, and I was like, wow, that is a real sign that he's getting back to himself. Because, because for him to have a fitness to set a good lap time that late mm-hmm. kind of shows that he's kind of knocking the rust off a little bit. And then, obviously, went downhill. So, in summary, yeah. So we got Hurlins out. Caroli, <laughs> uh, what's the situation with Caroli? I think he'll race this weekend. Nothing's confirmed, but from who I've spoken to, I think he is um, going to be back this weekend. Probably not in full fitness, but I think he's going to be race. trying to just get some points. I think not okay. confirmed, but because it wasn't a complicated dislocation, there was no ligament damage. There was none of that. So I think as far as shoulder dislocations go, it was the best it could possibly be for a dislocation. Yeah. Okay. And also, from what I heard, uh, Crowley's never dislocated his shoulder before. Right, okay. So he was very confused when his arm was just like what, What's flopping. this doing? So he's, is it 33 points? It's 33 points, James. Okay, 33 points. Yep. So it's not over. It's not over. Uh, you were telling me that only two races ago he was 33 in front. Is that right? I don't think I was telling you that at all. Maybe it was Conway. I actually haven't spoken to you. <laughs> Maybe it's Andrew Conway who's um, like, who said that. We were just having a discussion in uh, the No, office. after Mantova, which was round five uh, six weeks ago, uh, Geyser was 40 points down. Right. So what kind of, t- like, what a turnaround. Okay. I guess that proves that it can happen. Miss uh, Fortunes can change. And also, 
I feel like I'm talking a lot. And I will let you have your say because I can tell you're really keen to talk. Yeah. By the way, yeah. you're just staring into space. Yeah, I'm just wondering how many times you're going to touch the microphone. Oh, it's fine. I'll try not to for now. On. But okay. um, yeah. everyone's going to focus on the fact that can Karoli rebound? Is he going to be healthy? Can he do this? Blah, blah, blah. I almost feel like what we need to focus on one, is one of these big crashes going to bite Geyser? Because they're still happening. Yeah. Latvia on Saturday, that could have been bad. Yeah. And this is what frustrates me a tiny bit with the whole situation. Hurlings doesn't crash big. I've beat that drum for a long time. Mm-hmm. Said it to Dirk. I said, like, and Dirk. I swear, Hurlings doesn't crash big. And he was like, he doesn't. No. I was like, even in the winter, right? Because obviously I wasn't at the practice track. I was like, that wasn't but a big... you were there in spirit. I was like, that wasn't a big crash, was it? And he was like, no, he just hit the bank. He doesn't have these cartwheels that Geyser has. Yet Geyser seems to bounce up. And Hurlings, obviously, stuff happens. One word. Gymnastics. Bearing all of this in mind, you have to think that at some point, it's going to bite Geyser. Yeah. Now. Credit where it's due, he's kind of straightened himself out and Latvia was like a blip compared yeah. to, because obviously he hasn't crashed since Mantua. We don't want to see that. Yeah. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but let's move on to something more positive. Tonus. Okay. Wait, what do you mean, okay? I just had more to say. It's fine. It's but fine. Uh, to be honest, anybody who's like tuned in so far is probably tuned off because <laughs> it's like you need some sort of counselling. I was very emotional. MXG, well, I like MXGP. It gets to me. Yeah, we can, t- we can tell that. I just said it's not good for people listening. But can, okay, can I go on to the positives then? Okay. This whole, this Crowley Geyser battle is far from over. Okay. Obviously, the track's coming up. They don't favour Geyser, but they definitely don't favour Crowley. Like, it's pretty even keel. So it's not like Crowley can rely on sand races or whatever to build that cap back up. But if you go back to 2015, when Crowley injured his arm at Majora, which is obviously a way worse injury, miraculous to this day that even rode through it he did well with that and scored points and managed to keep trucking along I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest to see him race this weekend and go 4-4 now obviously that would be more points lost yeah. and what uh, 7 no yeah 7, 7, 14, 33 add 14, 47 so it'd be almost a round down if that situation played out and guys went 1-1 but I think he can keep himself in this enough where it's if not anything over. does happen. And, I don't, and I've said it before, I don't, I don't think guys is going to go 1-1, 2-2, 1-2, 1-2, 2-2, 1-1. Check, check. The well, rest of the way. It takes me on quite nicely to Tonus, okay. who did have a very positive weekend. But I do believe that the Yamahas have the ability of taking some points away from Geyser. You could say that. Yeah, sure. I, I think yeah. it's definitely going to happen. So I don't think it's... I think this is now... I don't know what's happened, but Tonus and Febre seem to have, have um, stepped up. They seem to now have found a pace and they're, you know, they're, they seem to be comfortable. We, we've seen that over the last sort of four weekends of progressively getting better and better and better. I think this is going to play into the, the championship. Yeah, I think, and I think Crowley's got to rely on those guys because I don't think anyone else is getting in the mix. Maybe you can look to Jonas and Jazakonis on certain weekends and Anstey and those kind of riders, but that's where the damage, as far as like guys are losing his uh, advantage, will come from. Yeah. And I have to say, Tonus has won me over. It's taken a month. I'm finally, I'm, ex- I'm willing to accept now. He's not, a podium you're not, guy. You're not accepted onto the Tonus train I'm not, I don't want, just because you're I'm, so negative. I don't, I don't want on the Tonus train. I'm actually on a new train now. I'm actually on two new trains, which I'll let you know about okay. in due course. Sure. But over the weekend, I managed to purchase two tickets to new trains that I've never been on before. So I'm just feeling it out. It's a whole new world. Wow. But uh, yeah, Tonus, I also, I also made a huge breakthrough with Tonus. As I'm sure you know, because obviously you listen to my um, post-race podcast. All the time. 
You didn't, did you? No. I even this week I even sent James the link and said, I think you'll like these. They're quite funny. Because James doesn't really care about insights and stuff. I he can't just, really remember about you sending me a link. Sunday night. I really? said, I think you'll like these this week. They're um, quite funny. I was on holiday though. So just so you know. Yeah, but you do like motocross, don't you? Yeah, I love motocross. Okay. Yeah. Just want to check. Okay. Okay, so, so tell us about that. So last week we got a bit of um, a question on Ask Vice Anything saying, what's changed with Tonus? I don't know why the guys are on my mind. Yep. Yeah. Arno, that's the guy. Yep. I'm on a train, but I'm still new, so I'm familiarizing myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got a question saying, what caused Arno's turnaround? Like, how did he get to this point? And I said, uh, I asked him that in France, and he could give me nothing. Just, yeah, I don't know, I'm just happy and things are going well. So I was like, maybe nothing led to this. I asked him again, being the top oh. interviewer that I am. What a journalist. I went in again. After and I said, I want an answer because, like, something's clearly changed. something's changed. And I'm actually going to read you his answer. Okay, do it. So I hope you've got it in front of you. And we uh, got I do. I'm minutes. just going to go on MXVice.com, Europe's leading motocross website. Oh wow, there's a lot of MXGP content on there at the moment. Wow, great website. Um, I'm just going to scroll down on the lengthy Arno Tonus interview, packed with insight and other things. So I said, I know I've asked you this before, but people keep asking me, and they want to know. What is, is your favourite cereal? Is there anything that led to this turnaround before Portugal? Anything you can think of? Anything you did differently? Did anything happen to make this happen? He put, yeah, I think something happened, but I'm not sure if I'm able to speak about it right now. I have been working a lot on the mental part for years and years. It seems like I figured out some stuff. There might be a time where I will talk about it, but not right now. Fair enough. Ooh. I went in again, though. Ooh. <laughs> and Ooh. I said, okay, you cannot say what it was exactly but you can say whether it was mental or bike setup. Just say that, nothing else. And he said, probably mental, because I've not changed anything on the bike. So there we have it. Wow. Tonus has done, did something to his psyche before Portugal. Wow. Begin speculation now. Yeah. You've got to think it was some kind of sports therapist. Is that a thing? Sports yeah, therapist? Sport, yeah. yeah. You've got to think it was that, because what else could it have been? Well, there's two things. I saw he's meditating today. There's two things. Um, I spent a little bit of time in sports academy in, uh, in California. They have this amazing setup over there, and they have like the the Lakers and they have Rams uh, frequent there quite quite a lot. So, and one of the things they've got they they have like cryotherapy, loads of different things. So it's great recovery, but it's also they have this amazing amazing section where basically it's trying to improve the speed of your reaction times between your eye and your brain. And I have seen a couple of posts on Instagram of Tonus doing this. So I think, I think they've got one in the Yamaha workshop, haven't they? Or the Wilbur workshop. Yeah. So I think was, and what, there's a the massive, you know, if, if, if NFL teams are spending, you know, a, a considerable amount of money investing in this is reaction times. So if you can train your brain to, to, to react quicker, then as things happen in you, if you think about the speed you're going in MXGP, Supercross or whatever, you're, you're, you're heading for a line and a, and a rock goes into your line or the line changes, someone comes down. It's that split reaction time which you need to reduce so the quicker that your brain can react and your body can react then the more likely you are to take yourself out of trouble or the same same time um react to finding a better line and we know tonus needs to do that because he has been a bit of a crusher it wouldn't surprise me if um this has helped his reaction times but also if he's meditating and stuff like that then maybe he's found a you know the ability to kind of block things out and focus just entirely on the race well there was a um a reader on twitter 
who I can't quite remember which a one reader it was. is that like Adobe Reader no. or is this like a user? Which person was it? Uh, I think it was. Oh yeah, Jack L Hyde on Twitter. Okay, one of our good people. Yeah, uh, he said the Lance answer was the last answer was quite revealing. He said he doesn't go for specific results but focuses on just doing his best. So maybe that's it. Maybe he stopped trying so hard to force the issue. But it's got to be more than that because you don't go. You know what? I'm just going to try. I'm going to. I'm just going to not focus on results. Oh, look at that! I'm on the podium. How did I get here? Like, it's not yeah. good, so it's got to be more than that. But I think that's a decent point. It's got to be. Uh, but there was a good point now where he's not changed his bike setup. Yeah, and I thought that would have been the major thing. Yeah. So he's happy. He's, he's been happy with a bike. He's obviously just not. He knows that he can deliver a little bit more. Really interesting. It'd be good to uh, speak to him a little bit more about that. Maybe oh, you and your journalism. You can bet. Exploits you can, can bet your bottom dollar that the last round of the season, I'm straight under that awning. It's time. Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to open up your website called Ask Lewis? Yeah. So, Ride like Tonus. So I thought that I thought that was interesting. I thought that was a bigger uh, a big thing. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, he's the dude's got a sick style. Real nice guy. I love watching him ride, and it was uh, it was great the weekend um, to see another great performance as well. So that's four in a row. I I've been. Uh, asking, How is that feeling, Statman? When was the last time we got four in a row? I was actually talking to Tonus about that. Okay, I haven't had a chance to prepare stats oh. this week. Oh, sorry about that. All the listeners out there waiting for Lewis's stats. Uh, he's not at time, so um, there we go. Yeah, but um, commit to you. Yeah, so you spoke to Tony about that. I spoke to Tony about that, and he said he doesn't think he ever had four podiums in a row. Ah. So I've always been asking you on this podcast, like, uh, will I have had a lot of seconds and thirds this year? Yeah. But when's it going to change? Well, it was close to weekend. I think it's changed. Maybe not for the team, but I think Tonus was definitely a little bit disappointed. And you have to be, don't you? Like, finishing third overall, but tying for the win. Do you know what? I actually quite fancy him taking the win this weekend in Germany. Hard pack. He's suited to that track. I'm not going to... Um, actually, that's a good point as well, because he, the very first thing he opened this interview with was how Latvia isn't supposedly one of his tracks. No. So for him to podium there was huge. Yeah. This is why it's, it's going to be exciting watching him in um, Tuschental this weekend. Are you going to uh, Tuschental? I might do, yeah. I might do. You might do. Yeah. We're going to need more than that. Okay. Well, let's see. I don't want to get you all excited and let you down. So the Yamaha guys, I'm no disrespect to the Yamaha guys, but when were we this far in the season that all four Yamaha riders healthy? Well, four hasn't always been a thing, has it? Wilvo's only been around for two years. Yeah, but there's... And uh, also, Fever has been injured. Yeah. Sue has had a lung infection. Paulin's beat up. Yeah. And Tynus has had his fair share of DNFs. Still riding. So you could say they're just in a good swing. Still riding. Okay. You bring us on to the Yamaha riders, and it's at this point I'd like to um, announce that I am now on two more bandwagons. Okay. Uh, I'm now on the Jeremy Sewer bandwagon. Right. And Which I was last week. Yeah. Credit where it's due for yep. me. Yep. Yep. You're calling that he was going to take a race win. Yep. And you basically told me I was absolutely mental. I think you said that I shouldn't be on the podcast because I clearly don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I uh, still um, stand by that. And uh, Roman Fevre. Okay. I'm there as well. Wow. With my little flag. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. And, and what's brought on this change? First of all, they I've, I've let always been in hospitality. No, I've always believed in sewer, okay. evident by last week. And after seeing it for my own eyes in Latvia, I was like, this is happening. Really? He wins he wins a GP before the year's over. Okay. Yep. I saw nothing I saw nothing but positive things. And I actually um wrote this somewhere. 
Was it on your little internal blog in your head? No, I did write it, but I can't. I don't think I've really written much this week. Um, what was the, what was the, your name of your original blog? LewisPhillips71.blogspot.com. There we go. Is it still there? Yeah. If you want to read some 2011 race reports, wow. when Lewis was in school and trying his hardest to crack the world of motocross journalism. Brilliant. So, Excuse the terrible grammar, I was still in school. So if there's any uh, kids out there, that's what you need to aspire to. Yep. We actually need a trainee um, journalist. No one wants to write anymore. Well, there we go. So if, there are, if, if there's a little job, job uh, opening here at MX Vice, if there's a... Uh, up, yes, <laughs> your job. Yeah, so if there's anybody out there who's looking to, uh, you know, what shall I do when I get older? You can be a Lewis. No, see, that's it, exactly. What? But I don't like that. This is what I have. What shall I do when I get older? You've got to want it. You can't just go, yeah, that looks nice. Want it. I've wanted it since I was like five. Yeah. It was never, it was never a, hmm, that, I could do that job. It was a, I am doing that job. Yeah, and you have to remember that he's a little bit mental as well. <laughs> so um, if you do get to about 14, 15, love motocross and very good at English, you know, fantastic, you know, a lot better than English and grammar and stuff, and uh, you want to pursue a, a role in journalism, then hit up uh, Phillips at mxvice.com as we are looking for up-and-coming writers. Because I think I don't know, it's no kind of, it's no secret that uh, RacerX are pursuing you. No, that's a lie. Oh, is it? I, no, don't say that. You can't okay. say these things. All oh, right, sorry. That's a so lie. So Trans World MX no, are pursuing that's it. that's gone. Uh, maybe Verb? No, that's gone as well. Okay. Dirt Bike Rider? <sighs> don't sh- shut up, because you actually stress <laughs> me out when you say stuff like this. <laughs> sorry. That's I'm, a lie. I'm, I'm just joking. I blew, but we are looking I blew for, that. I blew that. We are looking one. for an up-and-coming um, journalist um, when Lewis departs. No, I'm not going anywhere. Are you? No. I think okay. I've exhausted all... I think I've kind of... Just shot myself in the foot with that. Okay, you look really disappointed about that. <laughs> you're actually having second thoughts. No, it's just you say you say these things, and I just don't want you to say these things. Anyway. Um, oh, wow. So Sue, yeah. And Sue was third in the championship now. He's crying, though. Sue was third in the championship now. Who would have thought? I wish I'd done that as a little uh, quiz to you, because there's no way you would have been able to get that. Great rider. I just didn't, I didn't expect him to be third in the championship right, right now. That's, you know, great work. Where's Turnus? Uh, fifth. Only 10 points down. That's a turnaround. Wow. But that also highlights just how inconsistent didn't, didn't we everyone work out has been. How, um, how many points he's clawed back on Paul Ann? Yeah, but I can't remember. It was quite a few when it was oh, 100, it'll be a hell of a lot. Yeah, it's amazing now. Like, what, four races is just completely turned Paul around. Paul season is uh, trending downhill fast. It's like a Do run- we know what's happened? It's like a runaway train. So just a few crashes? Yeah, and, and he was a quite, I think he was a bit beat up in um, Latvia. Yeah. But still, it's like a runaway train. Damn. How weird, though. But his downhill spiral has literally coincided with the exact point where Tonus has risen. Lit up Tonus, yeah. Weird. It's just one of those things, Not I guess. Not saying there's anything to Great that, for the but... team, though, because they seem to be on a high with either rider. Yeah, so... seven podiums in nine rounds. Louis's got to be happy with it's that. It's not a factory team. Can't forget that. Yeah, Louis's got to be happy with that. Louis's buzzing. Yeah. Off his tits. So what, yeah, Sewer, I'm all there. I'm there. He's going to win this year. Chopping and changing. But on, on that note, I'm thinking of ex-Wolvo riders, Sean Simpson. Yes. What was the news on Sean this week? That would be because you saw a link leading to MX Vice but chose not to click it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Just to update me and the rest of the world. Um, he's missing Indonesia okay. and Germany. So he'll be back in Lockett. But I think he's still going to do Desert Martin and Hawkstone, the two British rounds that are before Lockett. Oh, okay. So he thinks that he can... Desert Martin is a weekend between Germany and Indonesia. 
and he thinks it'll be in a position to salvage points or whatever, but won't be on MXGP. Okay, pace. so that's that's kind of cool. That's kind of pretty strong for riders because a lot of riders will um, want to go and do something, even to like roll around, and maybe get points. But he's probably just, do you know what? Like the team could probably save a lot of money here, and for the sake of me, kind of picking up two points, is it really worth four or five grand? So that's pretty cool. I admire that. That's, that's what a team player. Yeah, and uh, thanks to Adam Wheeler. From on track off road for sending. Great over. guy, great guy, great guy, great guy. Yeah, and um, great so guy. Another publication that we we admire. Yep, that and Racer X. What if anyone admires us? <laughs> no, <laughs> to be honest, mate. No, no, don't say that because I'm the one who does all the work. <laughs> I think people like the videos. Don't say that. Yeah, I think people like the videos. I try my hardest, but I've got to drive three hours to do this every week. Takes up a lot of my time. Yeah, um, you can get a train though and work, couldn't you? Oh yeah, I forgot I was thinking about doing that. Yeah, you just make being things hard for yourself. Shit. So, Fevra. Yeah. Who's on the train? This is the best he has looked since his pre-concussion at Matterley in 2016. And I said that to him. Yeah. And I think he agreed with me because he said, like, last year was good, but his pace was a bit off, which it was. He was a third to fifth guy. He was nothing more than that. Yeah. And this year, he definitely seems on. Okay. Like, in that first moto, I think he got to fourth and then kind of stalled a little bit. Not stalled, literally, but kind of stopped making progress. And it definitely... Watching him, I was like, this guy can go to the front quite easily. But obviously, it didn't happen. And it sounds like, actually, in the first motos, he's been struggling with arm pump this year. And okay. that's a recurring thing. Hence why his second motos tend to be stronger. You can look at Portugal, France, and Russia. Is he doing anything to try and eliminate that at the moment? Uh, I can't remember. But if you read the interview on MX Vice, I'm pretty sure he says that. Okay. MXVice.com. Do you have short-term memory loss? No, but I did nine interviews. So that's quite a lot for me to remember. Okay. I can still remember my Kenny Roxon interview in 2013. That's because that was the last interview you did. Ah, I nearly said the C word again. I think Fevra wins this year. Going back to the question I asked uh, last week about who wins, I think Hurling still wins the GP. Just got to wait a little while. Fevra wins the GP. And I'm all in on Sewer. Sewer wins the GP. I think the interesting thing is, going back to three races where it was sort of so concrete with Caroli, guys and, and Hurling's coming back. I think now the MXGP... Why it's more exciting is because it's so open. Potentially, there's, there's five riders there that could, could take a race win. Do you believe that? Or? I don't know about if I believe... Do you think Van Horbeek can sneak one? No. No? No. Do you think Paul Ann? Um, no comment. I'd like to plead the fifth. <laughs> Let's face it, Anstey could. Anstey could, could pull I, one out. I, I, I may have... <laughs> Jazakonis. Jazakonis could pull one out. In Latvia, I may have been... On Sunday morning, I may have been slowly building some angsty hype because I had this theory oh did you fuck people's MX managers up no again? I didn't actually not in that sense um, you I, did didn't I, you I had this theory Hurlings bear in mind this is Sunday morning so we didn't know if Hurlings was going to have the fitness to finish both motos and like yeah he maybe would leave for 15 minutes but could he go all the way Caroli and Geyser both had terrible gate picks and we know what the start on that track's like mm -hmm. and also neither guy was especially on it on Saturday so in my head I was like this opens the door for someone who is an opportunist who could step up and take a win on this Sandy Kegum's track? And then I was like, Max. Yeah. But starts killed him. Right. So. Okay. Well, um, and he had some entertaining stomach issues on Saturday. And I strongly urge anyone to listen to that MX Vice interview because it is very funny. He uses a lot of colorful words that I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to tell you what happened. But just go to MX Vice or iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher or SoundCloud or Google Play and um, listen to that interview because it's colourful. 
colourful in the brain sense. Maybe we'll maybe we'll put that at the end of this. Yeah, because it's so colourful. Okay, maybe I Let's don't know. Do that. It's just. Well, I wasn't there to get on interview this week. With who? Anybody? We're missing an interview. I interviewed Mitch for you. Oh, did you? That was a funny interview as well. I'll tell, we'll talk about that when we get to our next. Okay. Though. Well, actually, let's let's roll it up now for a break, and then we can talk roll about. It up. Yeah, so we can uh, wrap, wrap it up, roll, wrap it up, roll it up, whatever. Because we want to talk about Bosgate after anyway. And it's actually pen- it's actually Boss. There's not a Z on the end of that. No, I've now called it Bosgate. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's just that's how we talk when we're down south. So let's uh, wrap up now. Our sponsors do have uh, a promotion this week. I want to say a personal thank you to everybody who went out and bought a 24 Max mat for their front room. Really appreciate the uh, support. So this week, we've got another challenge for you. It's Raven Goggles. They're $24.99. It's the Raven Edge model. Raven Edge model. Lovely. So they're actually great for skiing. Uh, so Mountain biking? Mountain biking, uh, BMX riding. Uh, maybe not BMX. I don't no. really wear goggles. Washing up. Don't get water in your eyes. Motocross? Motocross, yeah. <laughs> Motocross was good. Right, so we're, we're off. And, no, um, we're not off. We're coming back. Yeah, we're coming back. <laughs> You're just going to listen to this little advert and then we're back on. So uh, on that note, head over to 24max.co.uk or .com or .de or .italy or wherever you're from and uh, go get yourself a pair of uh, Raven Edge goggles. Yeah, Max For everything in the world of motocross, head to mxvice.com, at Motocross Vice on Twitter and search MX Vice on Instagram, YouTube and Facebook. All content is now available in Spanish and Italian. Yeah, Max We are back. I hope you've all been on to uh, 24 Max to buy your Raven Edge goggles. Uh, once again, if you want the link to the deal, message me or us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Well, Lewis will pull it up anyway after yeah, the show. Yeah, I will. So we spoke about the Amha guys before the break. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. Is there anything more to say about them? Nope, we're done. I guess we should probably talk about Gautier a little bit. Okay, have you got some insight? Uh, no, just that he's banged up, but it's not been going well. And it's, okay, just randomly came into my head. It's not been going well. Fair? Yeah, it's not gone the best. Recently. It's not, someone threw out, this must be his worst season ever. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. No, 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 it's nothing like no. that. But he's in a contract year, as are a lot of riders. Is he going to get on a factory team next year? For the money he feels like he's worth? Would he even settle for a not a factory team? Obviously, Wilvo's not a factory team, but I feel like it's close enough. Yeah. And obviously. I can't say that. Yeah, but let's think about it, right? Any satellite team compared to Wilvo is yeah. not in the same league. Yeah. So if, if you're a rider on Wilvo at the moment, I mean, just look at the workshop. Look at the, the resources, everything that's available. That's, a fa- that's, that's probably in some ways better than a factory team. Yeah. So I think Yamaha thinks when, that too. When you, like, this is no disrespect to other people because Wilvo has stepped up so much. It's, it's crazy. And if, if he's going to go to another team, and it's not going to be the same. It, like a satellite team is not going to be the same as what he's he's used to, and obviously he's burnt a lot of bridges in the paddock. So I mean, actually, can you see him on a standing construct KTM? I can't really see him anywhere. But then also we know that Wilvo are fiercely loyal, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see him still there. Yeah, something to watch because obviously if it keeps going this way. Yeah, well, but, we don't know the the setup. We don't know whether they're going to run two riders, one rider, three riders. Yeah, no, yeah. nothing knows. So nothing's guaranteed. So there's possibilities, I but guess. Oh, I can't say that either. Yeah, basically, let's move on because I can't say anything. Okay, so let's talk about the uh, subject that we all wanted to find out last week. Was you, your task or your challenge was to go and get that interview with 
um, the boss team manager. Owner. Owner. Yep. How did that go? Are you impressed what I actually did it? I'm surprised. I'm surprised. And impressed. And impressed. And impressed. I've heard some feedback about it as well. Who from? Or just online. Oh, I thought people had messaged you. Oh, yeah. Most people just messaged me about saying, like, you're a bit... Well, that's what I was worried about when you said you'd have feedback. Yeah. Yeah, not through the microphone. So... Eh? Feedback through the microphone. Oh. So, what's your take on it? Now Um, that you've spoken to to them, uh, what's your take? I think that they were maybe surprised that I knew as much as I did. Okay. As far as the issues. Because there were definitely a few questions where I opened the subject, I got an answer, and then I kind of was like, didn't really happen that way though, did it? Let's be honest. It didn't really play out that way. Like, for instance... When they were saying, because the press release obviously last week said that Tommy chose not to ride in, ride in Russia. And they, uh, Olivia Bossard, who I interviewed, kind of went down that road again yeah. in the interview. And I kind of just was like, let's be honest, though. You're telling me that the rider calls the shots and your bike was perfect and the rider was saying he doesn't want to race and you went, fine, fair enough. You crack on, mate. Just do whatever you feel is best. Like, let's be honest, it was a group decision. And kind of like reluctantly agreed. So there was a few things where, and it just made me question a few things. but. Do you fear for your life? No. Others have said I should do. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think it was, it was a good interview. Yeah. I, I, and I was proud of myself because I actually I asked everything about every issue. Yeah, which, which is was, difficult because there was, it was difficult subjects. Yeah, and there was a lot of them. Yeah. Like I even asked about them firing every single mechanic. And what was his reply? Uh, that they're just searching for the best team possible, which is just a stock. Like, let me just reach into my bag of PR answers. Yeah. But... So I was, I was happy that I managed to get all of those answers across. I was unhappy because I wanted to make a yes-no joke, but I didn't get that in. Damn. But also, I don't think it was the time. No. I'm not great at sussing those things out. I don't think it was the time. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I've, I've been there with you with a few times where you've kind of put your foot in it. Yeah, so... Mm, a bit but, too um, soon. Yeah, I don't think it was the time. But um, yeah, I thought it was good that I kind of explained to them that like, they need to do it because like, I've spoken to Tommy. He's only right that I speak to you. And I yeah. obviously did it. I don't think they expected it to be 35 minutes long. Okay. Neither did I. It was no. in the hot... We did it in the Bosch truck, and it was literally the hottest thing I've ever sat in. Really? So I was sweating and all sorts. Wow. But yeah, no, I was glad I did it. I thought it was decent. Obviously, no one else is going to do the interview, so I thought I'd step up. Good job you turned up. Yep. That's nice of you. Yep. I was actually really happy of my weekend, as far as I got the Boss interview, and then I thought my post-race podcasts were some of the best. Did you give yourself employee of the weekend? I did. Excellent. I was quite happy. Yeah, excellent. Okay. That's good. Yeah. One, uh, one thing I was going to say about it is that there's obviously with a team first-hand experience of this, there's two sides to every story. So, you know, there's the rider's, you know, version of events, and then there's, um, you know, the team's version of events and stuff like that. And did you feel that some, some of the stuff added up or? Mm, well, like I say, there were a lot of PR answers. Yeah. So there was a lot of things where I could tell it wasn't, but then that's why I feel like, pushed it till we got the real answer or at least close to that on something yeah but there's definitely some things where i was like okay. not so sure but it's interesting that he said he's already looking they're already looking to next year because obviously there have been rumors that they were going to shut up shop a lot of rumors yeah so but they said they were looking they're already looking to next year but they're dedicated to tommy yeah at the moment and blah 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 and jj still team manager I, I was going to ask, that was on my, that was probably the one question I wanted to ask. He is a still, team, still the team manager, but I wanted yeah. to say like, can you just explain how this thing works? Because you've got a team manager who doesn't come to the races. Yeah. You're not at every race. So like, what, how does it all work? Like, who's the, 
um, what do you call it? Who's on the front line? Yeah. But I didn't get to that because, like I said, it was 35 minutes long. So <laughs> I had to end it somewhere. Yeah. But there were a few, th- there were a few things where I think they weren't maybe overly stoked, but I brought it up. Not, not again, probably not realizing that I knew yeah. about these things. No, that's cool. That's but cool. yeah, I did it. True to my word. Well done. Thank you. A little tick in the box there. I don't know what's next for me. As far uh, as... We can think of a challenge this week. I mean... Uh... There was one. What was the one I wanted to do? There was one I was going to do in Latvia and then I replaced it with a boss interview. Um, I'd like to interview Stephen Rubini. Rubini? Rubini. Why did I say Rubini? I don't know. Rubini. Stephen Rubini. Stefan Rubini, I think is how you pronounce it. don't know why. I'd, I'd, I'm quite interested to um, find out a little bit more about um, Geordie Tixier this year. Oh, you um, can do that one. Yeah, he's flew in, he's flew under the radar a little bit, and he's putting in some you know he's putting in some VHR team. Yeah, he's got factory support. Wow, yeah. I don't know if that changes your opinion on how he's doing. Well, I think it for a you know, and I don't know if it's a team effort or it's, I, th- I thought it was him putting the team together. No, okay. Although it is obviously based around him, and he has a lot of say in everything. I think this is this is Tixia now. We're kind of floating in this. He's going to be floating in this little world of. I'm never getting back onto a standing construct or a Gibbon. Yeah. But he'll just keep unless he, doing his unless own Unless he puts things. the results in. And I can't see that happening. Okay, was there any other riders you want to talk about from the weekend? Uh, just, Jazz I just uh, What happened in the first race? Uh, he crashed, and then the mechanics were trying to snip something. Okay. Not sure what they were trying to snip. Looked like the back brake cable or something. Yeah, it looked like from uh, TV that a stone got in the... The look at break you, or something. Look at you. Like, I hate to be that guy if I've seen it on TV, but... Yeah, but I was, like... I was a, a bird's eye view in pit lane. And also, I was very excited in that first race. So I was struggling to keep an eye on everything. Okay. Yeah, I think it was a, a stone in the, in the if back If you break. were a team manager, mm-hmm. which you basically are... Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not, but yeah, carry <laughs> on. Uh, um, who would you sign? Jeremy Sewer yeah. or Paul Jonas? Damn. Very similar riders. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Do you go with... Uh, Jeremy, who um, is in his second year now and producing the results, or do you do Jonas? Jonas they've had the same amount is, of podiums in their career. If you could let me finish, okay. I was just going to say Jonas is in his rookie year and is already looking like he can put those he can put those results in. So I would say Jonas at the moment. What I about would, you? Uh, sewer. Okay. Choo choo. Yeah. <laughs> On the train. Yeah. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> No, I, I generally do believe in Sewer a lot. And I don't know, I, don't, I kind of always have. Even if you go back to his first 450 ride at Matley Nations, it was really good. Last year was a bit up and down, but he was a consistent fifth, sixth guy. And obviously last year we had Hurlings in the mix. Yeah. Additionally, so that sh- uh, shunts everyone back a spot. But yeah, I really, I do really, might be the most exciting thing for me at the moment, seeing where he goes. Okay. But I think I... Uh, I'm happy that you're excited. I'm not sure if I wrote... Well, I'm not sure if I said. Remember I was saying I wrote this. and I'm not sure if I said. But what I wrote was, there are a lot of stories at uh, the MXGP of Latvia. I feel like Sewer was probably one of the biggest, but it's not getting the play it deserves. Do we, do we press that cold enough panic button yet? No. Uh, because... I, I don't know. I didn't see him once. But that's, that's my point. And it was a, a sand track... Latvia. He's won there before, 2015. Yeah, again, this is what I'm alluding to. Do, do, do we expect him to pick up, what, 22 points? No. And it's been a while. He told me he'd be back to full fitness May time. I think that is your challenge this week. Well, I actually... Is to find out exactly what's going well, on. Well, funny you say that, because after the race, when I was walking around doing my interviews, I walked up to him and said, let's do an interview. 
And he said, okay, cool. Can you just come back in five minutes? And I was like, sweet. See you in five minutes. And then I got caught up with other riders and I saw him walking out. But Oh. So I almost did it. So he waited for you? No. And you didn't go back? No. Uh, maybe. maybe you need to apologize this week. Well, no. I I've, I'm, don't think you realize how time sensitive my uh, post-race podcast time is. I bounce around from morning to morning. Scrambling. Faves. Scrambling. No. I was actually... That's a good variety this weekend. Did you? Yeah. Okay. A lot of Yamaha riders, I realised, <laughs> when I was putting photos on the website of everyone I did interviews with, basically interviewed everyone who rides the Yamaha. Um, is there anything else you want to add to MXGP? Yes. Okay, let's do it. I meant to open with this. Sure. Uh, welcome, everybody, to 2015. Oh, are you trying to be funny now? No, but we are in 2015. Why? Tell me, you remember 2015 well? You were at a lot of GPs. James, go. Well, uh, that was the year of uh, Geyser and Feb February. No, it wasn't, James. No, it wasn't. (laughs) Okay. Um, Geyser was MX2 that year. Oh, was he? So it's just February. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So 2015, we we started the year with Villapoto, Caroli, DeSalle, and Nagel, who wasn't really on the radar coming in, but he won a lot to begin with. So he was in that group. Yeah. And it was looking like we were going to have this epic battle. Can't believe it. It's going to be amazing. Then Villapoto drops out. DeSalle gets injured, Nagel gets injured, and Corona gets injured. Weird scenario to have all title contenders injured. Mm-hmm. And then that paves the way for Roman Fevre to come for blitz through, win a shit ton of races, and take the title. So now this year coming in, everyone's excited about Hurlings, Geyser, Caroli. Hurlings is injured, or was before, obviously. Caroli is perhaps injured enough where he's out of it. And Geyser is obviously still going strong. We are just one injury away from, like, say Geyser drops out for some reason, touch words, hopefully not, but say it happens, we then have a position where Tonus or someone is going to take the title. Welcome to 2015. Also, interesting, uh, 2015, KTM lost all of their MXGP riders, and they drafted in Sean Simpson to replace. He was obviously on a Hitachi KTM at the time, and he moved over to the factory truck, but with Hitachi graphics. And Hurlings is obviously out again. Caroli, I think, is going to race, so it makes this point moot. I'm interested to see if KTM draft some people in. Do they need to? They've, they've got Anstey, Monticelli, and well, Koldenhoff on standing. Just bring Max over. Put him under the Red Bull KTM truck for a few weeks. Really? Well, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but is that an option that you look at? If they, I, again, maybe it's not a thing because I'm, pretty, like, I'm certain Caroli is fine. Well, not fine, but quote-unquote fine. And will race this weekend and continue to do so. But say... Maybe he injures his shoulder again this weekend. Again, touch wood, hopefully not. Mm-hmm. Do they bring someone in? Because they had to in 2015 when they lost all of their MXGP riders. Yeah. So maybe they have to again. Yeah, well. Just interesting to watch because there's obviously a lot of factory-supported KTM teams in the paddock. Yeah. Standing construct ticks here. So that could be a little uh, talking point that begins to rise. Yeah. But welcome to 2015, everyone. There we go. I heard that um, JWR are already making moves for next year. Early. Very early. Well, not it shouldn't be early, but no one else is signing a damn thing. Well, they are. So that's, yeah. So that's... Wait, who is? JWR? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why no one else is signing anything. So it looks like they've possibly got one deal pretty much there for next year. Good one as well. Really good one. Hurlings? No. Oh. Geyser? No, they've... they've, I think it's been cool. They've, they've kind of learned a lot this, this year and they've kind of learned about, you know, what they've got currently and what works and what doesn't. And they've, they've, they've gone for a rider who um, fits the, the team. I'm, I'm pretty excited. Can I say? What? Who it is? No. Okay. 
should we wait on the press release on that? I think we should, yeah. I write the press releases, so can I write it now and put it out and then we yeah. can say. All I'm saying is that they're, 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 it's going to be a fun team to watch next year. It's going to be a good team. You tease. There we go, right. Anyway, but so... Yeah, um, a lot of contracts still haven't been signed. Uh, I know a factory team who's got a spot open is getting budgets in the next two to three weeks and then that's where they will then know what they can do. Honda? Nope. Ooh. Ooh. Kazaki? Nope. Ooh. No, I'm not, I'm not saying who it is. Oh, I was, I was going to say I was no right to everyone. Time. I was going to say no to everyone. I was right the first time. But, um, I was going <laughs> to say no to everyone. <laughs> it's a good but, job um, we're not live because your face tells everything. But, um, Okay, so that's yeah. interesting. So, um, so maybe things are going to start moving after Indonesia. I'd imagine Lockheed, Lommel, a lot of deals will get signed. Yeah, I think Lommel's going to be the place. But there is going to be a lot of movement. Yeah. A lot. But I think there's going to be a lot of people left out on the sidelines. Bogus? JW on Yamaha? No, this is, uh, this, this is uh, an interesting one. Okay. No, I'm not, I'm not saying, like, along with your interesting one. Bogus? No. Okay. No. Poor guy. Just shot down live on the air. <laughs> no, I, I, I've, after you call me team manager, I'm not a team manager. I help him out with their website and social and bits and pieces. Okay. That sort of stuff. I don't do any, okay. anything else. I just help them out as a, you know, they're sponsored by 24MX, so I help them out a little bit with that marketing bits and pieces and talking to sponsors and that sort of stuff, which is good. good. It's, it's been a great learning curve. Mm-hmm. I get to understand a little bit more of the industry. So normally we um, open the show by talking about the event as a whole. Obviously, this week we went straight into um, emotional times. Yeah. So should we back? Well, you made it emotional. Can we backtrack a little bit and go back to um, fun times? No, like the track and the general event. Well, it looked good. Now, there's a lot of varied opinions. Oh, okay. Ben Watson and yep. Jorge Prado. Yeah. Both said for MX2 races, the track was like a speedway. Wow. They like flattened too much. The corners were too flat. And basically, it was too fast and too fast, too furious. Basically, basically, Prado said he. Well, funnily enough, in Prado's interview, which was the first one I, I did, did actually read the clickbait you put out. What saying this is motocross and it should be bumpier? Yeah. How is that clickbait? That's exactly what he <laughs> I, said. I, that is exactly <laughs> what he said. I was. Pretty, I, I just like to tease you and watch you. How like? Go. Oh, let me just tell you what. Uh, in, if anything, it's unclickbait because. You don't click the interview. I've told you an interesting thing that he's already said. You don't even have to read it. I've told you it. I've just put it out there for you there. If it was clickbait, it would be, you're not going to believe what Prado had to say about Kegums in this. All right, all right. Calm down. But um, just teasing. So Jorge said, um, but he came in from the sighting lap on the second race and said to his dad, it's nice that you're calling him Jorge now. Why? That's what I've always said. No, we used to call him George Prado. George? I never called him George. <laughs> He used to call him George Prado, and I said, no, it's Jorge. Where, where the hell have you got this from? <laughs> Go back through my podcast I've done with him in the last four years where I've said his name, and find one where I've said George. Yeah, we actually used to call him, used to say, I'm here today with Prado. There's a reason why Best for Lod, Brilliacoff has never had a post-race podcast. That's <laughs> <laughs> not even a joke either. So Prado said he came in for the MX2 sighting lap before the second moto and said to his father, like, what have they done? In Prado's way. What have they done? Um, how, am I, how am I meant to, like, wait, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it because I can't remember exactly what he said. Yeah. Again, MXVice.com. Nine exclusive interviews from the MXGP of Latvia. All exclusive. Very exciting. Great interviews. To be I fair, it's a myself. decent website. It just needs updating. To I be fair, the design name. What, a, what a number of um, interviews. Nine. He said, I said to my father, what is this? It is flat? 
If I start in first, then how can I make time to the other guys? It is flat, so everybody gives gas. That's basically how he felt. If that was the very first interview I'd done. So then I, then I went for, to Ben Watson. Yeah. And, and he hung around, which is great. I suppose he can't go anywhere in Latvia. He's actually been around. He, he doesn't leave us early anymore, okay. which helps me out a lot. But I still have to get there early just to be safe. Yeah. A levee over like, teed up. Uh, <laughs> he said, when, like, this was not even prompted. This was in the answer to the first question when I just said, talk, like, talk about the weekend. Yeah. He said, when I came in after the sighting lap in the second moto, I was like, what have they done? We ride so technical all weekend, get the track so good, and then they're going flat and the whole thing for the second race. I was a little bit frustrated with that because for me, I want it as technical as possible. And to be fair, if there's probably two riders in the MX2 class who I'd say need it rough, it's Prada and Ben, I would say. Mm-hmm. But they're both like, probably the most technically sound riders. That's a little interesting one. And then, so obviously then, <laughs> knowing that it was like that for the MX2 race, I was like, oh, I wonder how it developed for MXGP. So the first MXGP rider I stumbled across was Tommy. So I said the MX2 riders, <laughs> I said the MX2 riders said the track was quite flat for their races. What did you think of it? And he said he'd prefer it if they flattened the whole lot. Because <laughs> that would be right up his alley. <laughs> so that wasn't, that was kind of a throwaway one. I couldn't, really, yeah. I couldn't really, I can't really give you anything from that. Okay. But then, um, so the final interview I did was with Mitch Evans, who said that the track was the best he's ever, the best track all year. And he was very, very confused when I told him what the other riders had said. Started to get, just so, and he even started to get mad in the interview. I'm gonna, like, you need to listen to it to get the full effect. But basically, this was the conversation. I said, um, every MX2 rider I've spoken to said the track was flattened too much before your motors today. I'm guessing you feel the same way. He put, no, honestly, I disagree with that. I think they did a good job. Blah, 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 blah. So then I put, I said, I think a lot of the MX2 riders will call you crazy because one thing I've been told is like, it, it was like a speedway. It was like a speedway at the start of each race, but you look like you have just heard something ridiculous. Because as I was saying that, he was like turning his nose up, like very confused. Yeah. And then he said, well, did you talk to anyone last weekend? To which I took offense. And I hit back at, well, I wasn't there last weekend. Thanks for noticing. Because I was offended. Like everyone else noticed, why didn't you? But then he said, I did notice. So oh, that was good. Thank you. I was relieved okay. then. Yeah. Wow. What a roller coaster. And then he said that he felt like there were more lines than in Russia. Okay. To which, like, Mitch, it's a sand track. Of course there's going to be more lines. But then, so I said that. Yeah. And then he said, exactly, that's what I mean. What are they complaining about? So then I told him that he's new here. We will all gang up with him and kick him out if he doesn't, like, fuck his ideas up and start listening to, like, yeah. going along with the rest of us. But okay. Just, like, nice little action replay of the interview there. But, um, no, I just don't really understand why everyone felt so differently about the track. Okay. I will say this. I thought, I thought it looked great. It looked great on TV. Well, I was there to And that's insights. all it cares about. Anyway, um, everybody just cares about but, um, what's, what's it like on TV. So obviously, last year they uh, reversed the track uh, direction. Yeah. Added in that new wave section in the middle. And last year there, there were a lot of injuries. And this year there were a lot of injuries. And I don't remember Kegums being that type of track before the last two years. No. So I wonder if it's something to do with the direction. Now, I don't know how that's possible, because obviously it's not like they put in a gator pit or something. Shark tank. That would be cool, though. Maybe, that's, maybe that is it. Maybe they need to go back to the other way. I think the wave section tended to catch a lot of people out, but then there wasn't really injuries but, there this weekend. But again, does that... This is my argument. If you don't want to get injured, then ease off the throttle. It, the people are obviously taking chances. Oh, I've just... I've, I've, got, I've got insight. I've got insight. Oh, I forgot. We've moved just, on. Has it just come to you? Yeah, we've moved on from MXGP. But the spirit's talking yeah, to you. We've moved on from MXGP, but we've got to go back. Okay. Uh, Caroli, after his crash in Russia, has this problem with like the triceps in his arm. 
Yeah. I can't, do you know what they are? Yeah. I okay. can't remember what the exact science of it all is, but basically... It's on he, the outside there, But basically mate. he doesn't That's have... That's a bicep. Basically he doesn't have full strength in one arm because he hit his... When he landed on his back and qualified in Russia, he hit his arm, the back of his arm, where the tricep is, so hard but he kind of has like damaged the nerve or something. Okay. So, so therefore the triceps aren't really doing much and he's struggling to hold on, which maybe was led to the crash in the second race. Damn. Also, more Crowley insight. Just realizing we didn't really talk about Crowley. He's been se- severely beaten up then. Um, yeah. Uh, I think they took a long time to put the shoulder back in. So it's actually surprising that it didn't, there wasn't any more serious damage because obviously the longer you leave it out, yeah. there's ligament damage and all of this fun stuff. But it's fine. But it's, they took a while to get it put back in. So from what I heard, off the record, I can't say that, can I? No. Usually when people tell you in confidence, <laughs> um, you're not supposed to say it onto yeah, a podcast I normally, show, which I normally, goes out to thousands of people. I normally just record everything, I, every discussion I have, so I'm, I'm not sure why I didn't this past weekend. Yeah. One thing I will say is that there's a lot of people who are like, oh, what's happened to Kiroli? He's not the same. He's too old, blah, blah, blah. They don't understand he's got all these, he's going through these issues. Yeah. I just go back to... So back off the keyboard, dude. I just go back to looking at um, all the crashes Geyser's had. Like, compa- like, it's not like Geyser is this smooth guy and like, well, Geyser's managing to stay healthy. Hurlings and Crowley have crashed less than Geyser. Geyser's just like, and it kind of gives this weird view of everything. So I don't really know how you judge it, but I feel like Hurlings and now Crowley get a bad shake sometimes. Yeah. Right. Thanks for that. It's a little bit of insight. Yep. I'll let you know if Better I Better late than never. I'll let you know if I remember anything else that I've yeah. got to say. Let me know if the spirits come, come to you again. So, Prado, run away? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Of course, I'd say. So, second moto, Prado takes a whole shot. Yeah. Olsen slots in right behind him. Yeah. I was like, this is it. Olsen's got a shine. He's won at this track the last two years. Yeah. We know he likes this place. He should have confidence because of that. He yep. looks good. He's right behind Prado. This is it. It no, wasn't. And this is what I've been saying. Put Gertz in that situation. Gertz would have done something. This is what I've been saying since round one. I can see you getting angry because the whole table's shaking. Because I feel like my point's getting proven and I'm not getting credit. Okay. What sort of credit would you like? Just uh, you're right. Okay. This is where I've always said that I expect a bit more because I, sh- I see that position on the start and I'm like, this is it. This is going to be a battle. No, instead, the hour's given him all we could handle. But MX2 shaped out exactly what we expected. Going yeah, in. but we should probably talk about it a bit more this week because last week we basically said MX2 was normal and that's all we've got time for. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're right about Olsen. Gertz was get, Gertz looking like... Can we agree that Gertz is the second best rider in the class? I think so, yeah. By I far. I don't think we need to... But it's not, it's not a close little competition. And I don't think it's, there you go, like a secret. No, just can we agree on that? Yeah. yeah. I'm happy to say that. Uh, Watson, good before. Oh, you're really moving on quickly. <laughs> Yeah. Can we not yeah, talk about a little well, bit more? You, tell me what you want to you, you talk about. Already, I'm already on that, that bandwagon. I knew oh, he was good. Yeah. I've, I've been there for the last couple of years watching him develop. So. I, just want to see, I just want to see him get a start now. It's great that you've caught up. I just want to see him get a start. That's all we need to see. Because what can he do if he's in that same position as Olsen? I think he would do something. And like I've always said, I feel like the way to beat Prado is to rattle him on those first few laps. Yeah. Get in there. Show him that you're there and you're, not, you're going to be able to like, run with him. Like, the way that he won the second moto by starting with Olsen and dropping him on a track that Olsen's won at the last two years, and Prado, by the way, had never been on the podium there. I feel like Prado's probably looked at that and gone, huh, sweet. That's, that's, that was probably the time where they were going to beat me, and look at it. So, sweet, let's just crack on, on to round 10. So with it being hard pack and Tushin Tower, do we expect Gertz to give Prado a little bit um, more energy this week? 
No, I don't think that has anything to do with it. I think I'd say that I look at Gertz as a completely neutral rider. Okay. Great on hardpack, great on sand. If yeah. anything, I would have said he's better on sand before this year. But obviously, France tells us a different story. Yeah. But Tuchental is going to be another big one for the start. So, Prado. Yeah, because the start's weird there. They kind of go down into a left, don't they? Bank into a left. Yeah, but I'm more referring to the fact that obviously it's quite tight and tough to pass in spots. Yeah. So, whole shot, Prado. Yeah, it is very Fish, kind of when they bash, go posh. out the back and then up and down and they yeah, come yeah, through yeah. it's very one line race line yeah, yeah, through yeah. there isn't it so yeah I could struggle to see him getting beat there but I just want that's the biggest thing I'm going to be watching now like let's see what Gertz can do with a start okay what about Mitch Evans any news on Mitch Evans about uh, next he year he was a little bit oh next year yeah no. because we know that he's tied to Honda for another year yep he's and... got a two year deal so that's it that's what he said he's got okay. a two year deal so he's in MX2 next year right with one one four. right okay. so he'll be right. back there next year two year deal right cool two year deal maybe yeah. Mitch said he had a bit of a concussion in his crash on Saturday. Really? Yeah. Okay. And then, and then said that maybe he was still concussed, hence why he thought that the track was quite good. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's awesome. Um, um, very like no, he, got, he had a little bit of a concussion, only minor, nothing major. Yeah. So skipped the qualifying race, and he also banged up his arm and shoulder. So skipped the qualifying race, but obviously returned on uh, Sunday and did reasonably well in the first race and then crashed in exactly the same spot that Hunter did last year. Okay. So the one one four team have a little voodoo thing going on in the uh, top, the highest corner on the track. Oh, interestingly, uh, one thing I probably should say about the, uh, the MX2 class, he's probably listening, is um, Calvin Vlanderen. So he's actually back on a bike. You're reading your phone, so I'm guessing you messaged him. Yeah, so he kind of messaged in the week and Look just... Look at you, social media butterfly. No, this isn't... That no, we just, just chat. Oh. Okay. Um, Do you go like, hello, this is James from mxvice.com. May I borrow some of your time for a quick question? <laughs> You're such a... <laughs> uh, no, it doesn't go like that. Oh. Yeah. I We're, go to bed at 7pm after my tea and scones. <laughs> we've already discussed about my late night schedule, about playing okay, yep. Call of Duty and then everybody... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Let's not go there. Okay. I've just calmed down. What did Calvin say? He's not sure if he's going to be racing Germany. Oh, that close. Yeah. But um, but I'm guessing he's not because the PR would probably go out. But he's definitely going to be back for Indonesia. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, look at that. News. So there we go. News. Yeah. Uh, Indonesia, by the way, the first round's obviously new. Uh, Palembang. I've heard it's going to be quite a lot. It's quite similar to Pankal Penang. I've heard. What, as in the name? No. Palembang. Uh, in uh, in track similarities. That's what I've heard. Haven't seen anything, but that was a so, word going around in... Um, was that the, the shit track or the good track? I liked Pankel, but no. Okay. I like, I like them both, to be fair. I thought they were quite, both pretty decent. Okay, I thought some riders were saying that one was shit. No? No? Okay. Right. You weren't, uh, if you weren't at the events, can you please refrain from trying to comment? Thank you. Okay, yeah, whatever. Okay. Right. What else should we talk about? Oh, Ben's starts. So starts have been a big thing for Ben. Yeah. So I watch them closely. Uh, qualifying race was about as perfect as a start can get. Yeah. Like, literally perfection. Yeah. Like, amazed he didn't get the whole shot, but he later said that if he was the same size as Prado, he probably would have. Yeah. Uh, first race, he spun on the metal, I think, because jump was terrible, and he was saved by the fact that he was on the inside. And then second race, he had a good start, like, great jump, but then got swarmed by everyone else. Yeah. I think, this, I think it's all trending in the right direction, though. Yeah. It's was, was like a solid... Solid weekend for him. Yeah, I think it's definitely going in the right direction. And even like I and said, he seems a lot happier as well with his performance. Like I said in the interview that I did with him, France is obviously great. Uh, Latvia was obviously great. Look at you look at Russia results and you probably go like, oh, that looks a bit shit. But the way that he got those results in Russia was really, really, really impressive. Maybe more impressive than France and Latvia. So 
it's definitely a nice little run going and he's getting back to his uh, old self, as he put it. Yeah. So, yeah. And how was, St- how was Sterry looking the weekend? Because race two looked good. Uh, Sterry needs to, like, do something on the first lap to avoid random shit. Yeah. I don't know what. Like, I don't think bubble wrap will help. But this week... I seen him tip over him. This week, the first race? Mattis Brarami's handlebar went into his wheel on the first lap and that was it. He was running third and then quickly dead last. Ah. So, Brarami looked good. Yeah, there's starting to be a little flashes. I just don't really feel yeah. like it's going anywhere. I think it's definitely going somewhere. He definitely doesn't look out of place. I think that's the interesting thing. Mm. And Vial looks like he's got a bit between his teeth again. Uh, but he did bit. have a big one the weekend. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. He's had a couple of big ones then. Yeah. Bass Fasten. Yeah, he looked good. This is what we've been expecting. Yep. Where did he finish? What, this weekend? Yep. Overall. Was it Sip? Fifth. Fifth. Okay. See, I was just testing you there because I was thinking that you probably didn't know. But you no, I, yeah, just, you know, as, as good as the TV, it's not like being there, but it's still quite good. You so still you can... see the results. <laughs> No, I watched the races. Races oh. were good. No, and I enjoyed actually, it. He charged really hard to get to those spots as well. Obviously, we would expect... I mean, that's the one thing which uh, frustrates me with the TV is because usually, it, as it does, it's got to be entertaining so it, f- it features on a particular set of riders. So you don't get to see people charging through and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Where when you're at an event, you can kind of see everything going on. And that's one thing I do miss with the TV. It'd be great to uh, get to a point where uh, uh, we can get to MXGP TV where we can actually choose but it's never going to happen because you need like so many TV cameras and like stuff like that yeah. but how cool cameras. would that be yeah but you'd need like a million cameras alright I know it's just a fucking great idea obviously in Supercross that would be possible because you could just have a camera following each guy from the top of the stadium yeah but how was that meant to happen in MXGP bring realistic ideas to the table next time okay so here's my realistic idea every rider wears a GoPro oh. and they uh, Wi-Fi enable it and then they can stream it from there how are you going to make every rider wear a GoPro? Some riders have deals. Some people want money. Some people don't want to wear a GoPro because they see it as um, unsafe or whatever. Yeah, it's a shit idea. Yeah. Who else, have we, who else can we talk about in MX2? Renault. Normal. We're getting, it's just normal, isn't it? I like him. I feel like we need to learn more about that situation. I think 29 points. Jacoby. Jacoby, yeah. What's, what's Bike broke on? in the first race when he was running fifth. Right. So that was kind of the excuse there. And they were sixth in the second race. So it would have been solid, but it's still not what well, we know. Hang on, I want to rewind back to Renault. Okay. Okay, that you just like, yeah, Renault. He was tied with Vassen. Yes. For fifth overall. Yes. But we've seen this in recent weeks. We know he's a five to ten guy. Do we? Yeah, I think so. Because I thought I discussed this last week and you were like... Mm-hmm. No, I think we know he's a five to ten guy. That's, that's new. No. You, you saying that's new. Okay. No, that's real new. Okay, breaking news. He's a five to ten guy. Wow. Maxime, look at you. Look at you changing Lewis's perception. Um, yeah, Jacoby's still not quite where he was. No. Don't think he makes many friends on a track. No. No, he does a lot of hand signals. <laughs> Lots of waves. <laughs> um, yeah, I, don't think he's, I don't think he's maybe the most popular rider in MX2. So I wonder um, if that'll catch up to him at some point. Darian, what happened? Um, because it didn't look too good. Oh, to be fair, he did, um, didn't finish for qualifying race so I'd like a 33rd gate pick okay and he was charged he was moving forward like I think in the first race he went 22nd to 17th yeah. just had a brainwave not really the best track for him anyway adding the illness it was quite humid all of these things it is what it is but some good uh, I mean it's a shame Tushintal should be decent for him yeah 
don't know what the old uh, weather's going to be like in Tushintar. Um, what about, uh, we've seen flashes from Beaton and oh. um, Harrison this week. 32 in Germany at the moment. Oh, take your sun cream. Beaton, Harrison. Beaton needed a solid ride. He got it. That's all he needed. Just truck on. And Harrison's kind of going places a little bit. Yeah. But going places might be a little bit strong. I, tell, I actually had a little thought. So Steve Dixon's kind of ended up with this little thing for having Americans on his team. Yeah. Mitchell Harrison next year? Could do. And he's an MX2 rider? Could do. How old is Mitchell Harrison? Not a clue. Brilliant. So you don't even know if he's in MX2 well, next he's year? Well, he's been pro for like four years. Brilliant. I'm glad you bring something to the show. Fucking expert. 19. Right. So he's still got time on his side. Or might be 20 now, I think. Yeah. But yeah. A couple of years. What happened to Puches? Oh, he uh, crashed in the qualifying race in the first corner and damaged his ankle. How long is he going to be out for? Do you know? I don't think long. I think he'll be back this weekend. Okay. But I think it was like, it's not like broken or anything. Pichon? Bad race for a Dutchman and ankles. Okay. Um, Pichon crashed on Saturday and hurt his shoulder because added up with all of the crashes from Russia as well. He was just generally beaten up. So pulled out the first one, didn't line up for a second. So, yeah, that was that. Okay. Okay, question time. Name it. Who's going to win an MX2 motor the rest of the year? We did this a few weeks ago, but go again. Uh, well, we've already said go, haven't we? No, start again. Who's going to win an MX2 moto for the, like... MX1 the MX or MX2? MX2. MX1 isn't even a thing. Well, that's what I was questioning you for. I thought you said MX1. No. Who's going to win an MX2 moto in the coming, in the rest of the rounds? Gertz. That it? He's sweeping the table? Well, I don't know. Prado? Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I'm asking you to sake. list the riders. I'm asking you okay. to... Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Prado, Gertz. That's it. I'm done. Why? Have you got something? Um, I think I'm going to stick with my previous. Uh, Prado, Gertz, Evans, Watson. Okay. Those four riders will win motos the rest of the year. Okay. Thanks for that. Yep. So, um, right. Let's go for a break. Let's talk about Raven Edge goggles. $24.99. on $24.99. MX. So you're not going to forget the price. Keep an eye the on the link. And um, also, you can ride them uh, racing. They look great. Uh, come in lots of different colors. Some lots of jazzy straps called Raven. Got different lenses, I guess. They've actually been updated, I believe, to be improved. So that's that. And there's a multitude of things you can wear. Look great skiing as well and other stuff. You're not going to find goggles that cheap, let's be honest. Ever. No. So, and they, are, they do look good, quite good. Yeah. Like they've got a uh, frameless design. So yeah. I like those. Yeah. So $24.99. And that's it. We're off for a little break before we come back and uh, talk about questions and MX Manager. Are we talking about MX Manager this week? Uh, well, I don't really want to because I obviously... Well, and last week, I tried talking about MX Manager and you just shit all over me. Yeah. So, well, you're still like, angry about that, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I had, I had so many positive things to say. Yep. And you just shit all over them. Yep. Right, anyway. See you soon. Bye. The MX5 This podcast is brought to you by 24MX, Europe's biggest online motocross store. There are hundreds of your favorite brands at discounted prices, so head over to 24MX.com to shop now. BMX Show. Hey, we're back. Lewis? Hi. Hello. Hi. Um, we're rattling through today. Yeah, I don't know why. I think it's because there's so much to talk about, but we're straight to the point. Because there's a to lot point. to talk about, and there's not much like debate. There's, like, you can't really debate the fact that Herlin's got injured, but there's a lot to say about it, so it's like in and out. Yeah. I don't really <laughs> know. You like it in that, don't you? 
I actually um prefer uh, McDonald's. Okay. Oh, you're going there. Nice. That's quite clever, isn't it? Yeah. You sure you don't like Five Guys? No, because um, In and Out put potato skins on the chips. Okay. Right. Um, moving on. Yep. Uh, I have a bit of insight before we move on. Okay. MX2 insight. Ooh. Where the hell is Mikhail Harrop? Oh yeah. Where is he? I even forgot about that guy. Where is he? Dis- disappeared off the face of the earth. Have you spoke to Anti? I have the answer. Oh. I spoke to Mikhail actually, because I thought if there was a place for him to return, it'd be Latvia because it's close to home. Obviously, he's been Danish. Yeah. So. Be a close to Denmark? No, but I'm just it's trying similar, to isn't it? It's close enough. It's closer than any other round. I suppose, yeah. Northern Europe? Maybe, yeah. Just I think so. Carry on. Oh, we've got half. We've actually missed out some bits. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I messaged him and said, like, what's going on? And he said, he's not injured. He's fine. He's just taking a step back to kind of find himself, I guess. Like, he's still riding and racing and training and everything. I saw he was racing a Danish championship at the weekend. Yeah. But he's just taking a step back from the whole pressure, I guess, of the GPs and trying to build himself back up. Yeah, which I find it a bit surprising because he made that call quite early on in the season. Like I could understand if you've gone twelve rounds and struggled, 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 but to make that call after round five seems really early. That's smart because he was putting too much pressure on himself. Yeah, maybe. he had pressure the team. Well, not pressure the team. I'm sure they're not pressurizing him because they know you know what he's capable of. But the pressure from himself to try and perform was causing the mistakes. It's a smart move. Yeah, and smart uh, move. brave move. Smart move. Well, I think he's got the full support of Anti. He has done since one two five, so I think that's probably a bit of comfort. And that's that's why if you've got somebody who believes in you, then you can make those smart decisions. Yeah, and Anti goes to bat for people as well. If he believes in you, then you're yeah. pretty sweet. Um, news, and, and you're going to say talking to Finland, talking to Finland, uh, MXGP of Finland, 2020. We're going Team Finland. We are going to yeah. the he- Kimi Ring. Okay, it's called right the Kimi Ring. Brand new uh, MotoGP facility. It'll be ready in uh, May 2020. It will open. So from that, you would presume that we're looking at like a July GP, June GP, I guess. Okay. Wouldn't guess that they'd have it like the day after they open, but maybe. But it's going to be, it seems like a really cool complex. Like I saw a, a uh, like an animated map of it. Seems like they're going all out. I think the plan is to have MotoGP there. Maybe I'm wrong and it's not a MotoGP facility, but it's definitely along those lines somewhere. But um, yeah. And apparently, so it was a bit hard to understand because there was a lot of information coming from all angles. But it kind of sounded like there's going to be a permanent motocross track there yeah, for training, club races, local national championships, all of that. But the MXGP track will incorporate some of that. And then I guess some of it will be man-made over the road race track, I think. Don't quote me on this because okay. it wasn't overly clear, but that's kind of what I took from it. Right. But yeah, we're going to Finland. Okay. And obviously last week we talked about the 2020 calendar and I told you it'd be out in two weeks and you looked at me in the face and told me that I was crazy, just insane. Yep. Well, two weeks, we're already starting to get the announcements. See, yeah. know what I'm talking about. Interesting. So we could just start seeing uh, a few rounds in Scandinavia then well, if they keep Sweden. This is my question. Like, are we going to do Latvia, Sweden and Finland? Seems like a lot, doesn't it? Like, it seems like a lot in that part you of the world. Latvia is not Scandinavia. No, is it? No, no. Someone? No, it's not. Someone, get me a globe. <laughs> no, no. Trust me, it's 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 not Scandinavia. It's the same thing, though, isn't it? No. Is it close enough? Not to be called Scandinavian. No. But it's in that group of Northern Europe. No, no, not at all. No, really? No, we're calling it Norway, Denmark, me, Sweden, Iceland. Those those kind of. Let me just get a I map d- up. I've yeah, I don't. Some... I don't think we need to do this. It's not a geography show. I'm just telling you that you're wrong. 
I just need to... Okay, so it's close to Estonia. Latvia borders Estonia, and yeah. Finland is above it. I'm okay. going to count that. No, no, you're not. And <laughs> I'm not going to allow you, okay? So, um, but and no one else is. <laughs> oh, I, think I, I think I could okay. count that, because it's quite far from like... The, the so point. that's the Beatles, Queen, and Geography, uh, where you're a little no, bit... I'm very good at Geography. I've got a qualification in it. Obviously not. <laughs> um, okay, Maybe. Is this like your GCSE in photography? I've got a GCSE in photography. If anyone needs any photos in MXGP, if if you if you just want to have a laugh, actually, then um, always pop on to Lewis's Instagram, where he actually does um, stylistic poses. I haven't posted on my Instagram in six months. What, what, what's gone wrong? I've been very busy. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. So um, so Lewis is very good. Well, I've, I've actually caught Lewis in action at trying to get the perfect pose in uh, Switzerland. Stood on a balcony with the mountains in the background. Um, that was a great hotel, wasn't it? Yeah, it was okay. Um, but yeah, so if you if you do want to have a little chuckle to yourself, then pop over to his Instagram page. I think he does slide in on the DMs, so back, go careful, ladies. Back to the uh, Skoia, because we've got like two female listeners. 15%, I believe, of our audience are female. Really? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, 23, single, um, and uh, yes. Back to the initial point of Latvia not being in Scandinavia. Okay. I'm going to count it as, I'm going to group them together as that part of the world. Because they're all in the same part of the world. So, and they're all going to be pulling the similar fans. Like you think Estonian fans, because Latvia is below Estonia and Finland is above it. Just in case right. you didn't know. Um, so you think Estonian fans would be split between the two. Same with Sweden. Like, so I wonder if we're really going to do all three. I'm but not, then Kegum's obviously isn't going I've got to be honest, I'm not really sure where you're going with this. We have three rounds in Italy, mate. So it don't really matter whether we have three rounds in... Well, this is my theory. But no, I, I, I don't think... Your, your I don't theory think, sucks. I don't think anyway, Higgins is going anywhere because we, that's been there ages and Sweden's been questionable, so who knows? And we've heard anyway there's going to be some new venues next year. Yeah, I've heard there's going to be a couple. But then that's kind I kind of hinted at it last week. I heard there are a lot coming that were going to be new this year and I think they all just got delayed a little bit. So they've all got to be pushed through at some point. So I'm interested to see what pops up. Like, yeah. It's all going to be, it's going to be, so I don't want to get back into it because we discussed it at length last week, but there's a lot of interesting stuff there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I Australia, just, I think, I don't know if I mentioned it, but Australia is going to be the first round, supposedly. So where do we go from there? We said about that last week. Do we week. go to Indonesia? Well, I think we I said think about we did Hong Kong, exactly didn't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Hong Kong's going to be in March next year. Can you remember year. last week? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I don't feel like I've breathed since that right. year. Okay, so any more insights you want to add? Um, the uh, Kimi Ring, I think it's called that. I should look. Uh, the Finnish GP will be around 100 kilometers from Helsinki. Are you sure it's called like Kimmy's Ring? I think it's. Wait, let me find the. Because that sounds. Let me find the email I got sent about it. I don't think they named it Kimmy's Ring. I think it, I think it is. No, I, I can't see that. They had a board of people sat around there going, yeah, look, let's it, name this well, Kimmy's um, Ring. The, the FIA Motocross World Championship makes its return to Finland in Kimmy Ring Motor Circuit. Kimmy Ring. Yeah, it's obviously a big deal there. Yeah, well, that's what I don't understand because Kimi Raikkonen is Finnish. Nod yeah. your head, thank you. Yeah, so and want, but, it's called Kimi's Ring. Uh, but obviously he doesn't have any involvement in it because it wasn't mentioned, and I guess no. that would have been a major selling point. But it is worth noting that Antti Pyrinen had a lot to say, had a lot to do with the whole deal between Ustream and Finland. So Very cool. And uh, obviously last time we went to Finland was Hyvinka in Finland. 2014. Team Finland. Obviously, 2014 being the last time we didn't do GPs. So that'll be a new country for us. Yep. Bring on the finish. Yeah. Are you looking forward to Kimmy's Ring? Uh, it looks like a cool facility. I feel like it will be an interesting one. I don't feel like it's going to be the cookie cutter. That we, I feel like it could be something very special. Do you think Kimmy's Ring is going to live up to your expectations? 
I've just told you. I've just kind of answered that. What did you say? What did you say? That uh, Kimmy's rings can live up to your expectations? Catch, catch the archive. All right. Okay. Uh, so do we have any questions this week? I'm trying to think if we've forgotten anything else now. This proves how um, massive the weekend was because there being a new GP next year probably would have been the thing we'd hit first. Yeah. And it's just been drowned. Okay. But I'm just trying to rattle my brain quickly. Did I learn anything else? Told you about Crowley's tricep. Uh, no, I think we're good. I think we're good. So, yeah. ask Vice anything. What? <laughs> it's okay. Just sometimes I just find it hard to keep keep myself together working with you. That's all. Why? Nothing. nothing. Wait, in an angry way? No, no, in a good, funny way. Ah, oh. funny. Just is like, it because you laugh at how I take on all the work and you're like the kid in school who like gets paired up with someone and then lets the other person do all of the work but puts their name on it at the end. Yeah. That is basically this podcast. You, we, we both sit down, you let me do all the work and then at the end when I put like by Lewis Phillips, you're like, yeah, chuck my name on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much sums up this whole podcast. Right. Twitter, uh, questions, ask us anything. Okay. Question one. Colin Dory, Hi, Colin. CR Dory on Twitter asked, you have hinted on past shows that Yamaha will scale down their 450 rides and maybe Wilvo will take over the factory team. With this in mind, do the four present riders start putting more emphasis on beating each other? A mini race within a race for a place next season. A lot of race and place and rhymes there. I don't know about that first part. I think there's been rumours going around. I don't know. You take those with a pinch of salt until something's been released on a PR. I don't know if it'll be Yamaha. uh, Whatever happens. (laughs) 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 I don't... Whatever happens, I don't think Yamaha will be scaling down their 450 rides. Okay. Because from what you know, there's going to be, they will have two top teams in MXGP. Yeah. Like I think, they do now. I think if, let, let's just say if anybody moves on, there'll be someone to replace or someone will step up and stuff like that. Yamaha have got this. saying the wrong thing? Uh, I'm Ron Burgundy? <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, well, let's just say, yeah, Colin. Let's just say, let's just say, you didn't hear that. None of that happened. The answer to the question, my answer to the question is yes, Fevra, Paulin, Sewer, and Tonus' deals are all up. You would think they would all be focusing on beating each other. However, there are mm, three other 450 factory rides open. Bogus is being one that I'm guessing, again, no one's told me, but I'm going to use my common sense and say that that's free. Yeah. And Kawasaki. Yeah. So it's not like the riders, oh God, no. And tied to Yamaha. And there we're are sure, other options out there. I'm but, sure Suzuki's not coming back next year. It's 2021. Uh, that's coming up. That's a question. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so, yeah. But, they, but the thing is, all of those riders deserve factory rides now. Yeah. There's actually an interesting one with this. I did a poll on mxwise.com. Okay. Uh, Great website. Yep. Yes, yeah. Obviously, you go on it a lot. Um, yep. Yesterday, saying these. I, I watch the videos. These MXGP stars need rides for next year. Who would you sign? Just nice question because I find those things interesting. So yeah. the riders I put in the poll were Max Anstey, Julian Lieber, Arno Tonus, Gautier Paulin, Roman Fevre, Jeremy Sewer, Clement Desau, Arminius Jazakonis, Jeremy Van Horbick, or someone else. Mm-hmm. Who would you choose? If I was a team owner and yes. I wanted to get something from or based on current form or based on Just what they're going to do. Who would you sign? You can have your own reasons for it. Damn. I think on uh, on current form, you'd say Tonus. Well, intro, that's why I brought it up. Because Tonus is like absolutely smashing this poll. And it just shows how fickle we all are. Not the fans, not the industry, not 
us, like, we're all fickle. You're only as good as your last because race. Because two months ago, if Tonus, Tonus would have had 0%, now everyone's like, oh, he's amazing. It's only been four races. And where's Paul Lan on that one? 2%. Wow. Tonus has 39. Wow. Okay, Clermont, who's Clermont that? Clermont de Salle. Yeah. 1%. Wow. You people are mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, Max Anstey, 8%. Julian Lieber, 2%. Arno Tonus, 39%. Gautier Paulin, 2%. Roman Fevre, 15%. Jeremy Sewer, 5%. Clement de Salle, 1%. Arminus Jazakonis, 16%. Jeremy Van Horbeck, 8%. Another rider, 4%. Wow, so Jazakonis and Tonus. Yeah, Jazakonis has just edged out Fevre by a percent so far. Whoa. But, see... So, I've... I wonder if, you know, that's what you know, our audience, what people think. It'd be interesting to see if, okay, that's like, you know, law of averages, percentages, blah, blah, blah. I wonder if that's what the team managers are seeing. I doubt it. I don't think so. But didn't Koldenhoff get the deal once he, when he won a race back, what, three years ago with the KTM deal? He was in talk, what, you're talking about uh, when he won Latvia in 2015? Yeah. He was in talks with KTM. It's my understanding, if I remember correctly, but Tommy who was on KGM at the time, got told that he needed a good race at Latvia. And Koldenhoff, who was in the running for the spot, probably got told the same thing. And then Koldenhoff went out and won. So obviously it, was a, it, was all, it wasn't like the idea was stemmed from the win. Okay. But it obviously kicked it along quite quickly. But I've said it before. If I was a team, well, right now, I feel like if I could have Fevre and Seward, so basically Yamaha's team at the moment, I'd be more than happy for that. But if I could have Fevre and Anstey, I'd be happy with that. And I think, those would be my two first. If I could choose two groups, those would be my top two. What about Arminius? Great mm. potential. Mm. I don't. I don't know. Um, <sighs> this is, is where hot? you need to put variables into in your. Is it hot? This is it? where you need to put variables into your poll because are you talking one year deal, two no, year but that's deal? That's not. That's. I don't want to. I don't want to people confused. But it's just a. It's just a question. We're not. Okay. No one's on the stand here. Well, we don't have to put too much effort into it then, do we, if it's just a question? But yeah, no, I, like, even if I could have Sewer and Anstey, that'd be a decent team, wouldn't it? But Sewer only having 5% seems wrong. You people yeah. are wrong. Well, it's the power of the people and you're not in that. Weird that Max and Van Horbeek have the same amount of votes as well. Yeah, I wonder if um, that would have been stronger for Van Horbeek at the start of the year when he was kind of seen as this privateer guy, you know, kicking ass. Interesting that DeSau has 1% because he has been a podium guy this year. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I just wanted to bring that up. Just wanted to bring Do you reckon that's a popularity thing? Probably. <laughs> because, um... But then Tonus isn't exactly the most popular rider in the pits as far as, like, fan base. No, but the last four GPs. Yeah, true. But, I mean, that's what people are, people are looking at. People, you know, they understand the potential. He's been to America. Blah, blah, blah. He's come back. Had, you know, some crazy injuries. And then, you know, to come back and do that. Yeah, mm. There's a lot to be said. People like that. Um, what were we talking about? We were talking, it's a question, oh, buddy. That's, it, that's yeah. what we're doing, MX First Questions. Okay. Oh, it's actually called Ask Twice Anything. So yeah, that's that. Question two. This is the guy that you'd actually help out, and as you're helping <laughs> him out, he'd kick you in the face for helping him. <laughs> oh, that was lucky. He nearly um, made me spill my tea, um, bastard. At Jack L. Hyde said, could FNH run a 450 program next year? They invested heavily into Sterry and Jacoby, knowing they will age out. Now, this is interesting because this has been on my mind a little bit because mm-hmm. it seems not like a crazy idea. And even someone in the industry even came up to me and said, what do you think about this? Do you think this is possible? Because it does seem like it makes sense. However, 
Yeah. Look at the amount of Kawasaki. Um, well, that's my argument. 450 teams. So you've got. So. Two on Gabon. They're basically would be taking budget because there's only a finite amount, amount of budget. Yes. So if there's a 450 program, then there's a £2 million budget for, say, 450. And that's got to be divided between factory and um, the, the 450 team. Well, yeah, so like, then to add a third 450 team, I can't see that happening. Um, yeah, because what? They've got two spots on Gibbon, two on Boss, KRT, that's two. Six. So, is there any other teams we're thinking? No. Well, that's the three, that's the six main, uh, the three main teams. But then look at MX2. Kawasaki need FNH. You lose FNH out of, Kaw- out of MX2, where are the Kawasaki's coming from? Well, DRT. Good point. But that's yeah, one that's rider. That's what I'm here for. Oh, it's two riders, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But still, they still need FNH. Okay. What they're going to have. Okay. FNH goes 450. You're going to have eight 450s and two 250s. Well, no, at the moment, they've got, they've got a balance, haven't they? If anything. Exactly. That's, I just they've got three. Yeah. They've got three in 450 and two in, in, in 250. I'm just not sure how involved Kawasaki are in the program in a sense of can FNH just make that decision by themselves or Kawasaki actually like well, pulling the strings? This pulls onto the. Uh, comes from the, the PR this week. They've just released a 2020-250, which is supposed to be unbelievable. Massive amount of updates. So if anything, they're not going pers- to... They already know, they've already got a great bike in a 450, yeah. which was out, I think it was last year. Yeah, so now they've got the 250. So if anything, they're going to be trying to sell more 250s, which means they need, they need those guys to be up front. So it's like, I, I think, you know... And, and, Let's face it, bike sales dictate what these guys do and where the budgets are and stuff like that. So I'm guessing Japan's looking at the same, right, okay, we've got a great bike here in the 250 uh, 2020. We need to sell some. In order to do that, we need good people on, on the bikes. So Step Up, Rowan Van, Moose Dyke, and Co. Well, yeah, the fact that Moose Dyke already has an MX2 deal for next year kind of tells you all you need to know. Yeah, so I can, I can see them uh, bringing in uh, a second 250 rider. I'm not sure who. I still think Pooches makes sense, but nothing. there's no rumours there or anything. I just think it makes sense. Yeah, and then they're going to bring in an, an EMX 250 but rider. Honest, like I, like I kind of said... That's their programme. Like I kind of said last week, would I be shocked if they say we're running two 250s and Jacoby on a 450 next year? Not at all. Nah, I can't. I, can't, I genuinely can't say... Why, why would they? I just, because Jacoby's integrated into that team in a Daruva programme very, very well. And if he can't get anything, would the team look after him? I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked at all. I think it, I th- I think it starts to become a mistake. You start to take your focus off of what you're actually were trying to do in the first place. It's the same as a business. You, you look at this from a business point of view. Your focus is they're, they're trying to, um, to get a 250 title. How much of it is driven by passion rather than thinking business-y though? I'm sure, I'm sure there's a massive, okay, massive you're amount an, of passion. You're, you're an MX2 team. Yeah. Uh, I'm your MX2 rider. I'm going up to MX2. You like me, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going up to. I already know the answers. This one. <laughs> I'm, I'm going up. Bye. To, <laughs> I'm going up to MXGP. Oh. I need a ride. And I'm saying, James, look, I'll I'll ride for no money. Just put a 450 under your tent, and I'll just do. Just I need help. Just help help a brother out. Yeah, and I'll just say, look, um, in this sport, passion and uh, you know friendship can only go so far. You're out. And I'd say, go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, so, we're done with that question? Yeah. I, I, still, so. I, I stand by my guns where I wouldn't be surprised to see them put a 450 alongside 225. And I stand by my guns that I, I'm not, I don't see it. They've, they've got a very good program. They, they seem to... If you remember where F&H were two years ago. Oh, yeah, they were in the EMX team. 
Exactly. So they, they've now got the MX2. They're running a very, very good MX2 program. After coming from basically nowhere to, to where they are now, why would they uh, want to do 450 as well? I just, I could see it. I could see them going the extra mile. Where's Jacoby going to go? I generally don't know. I'm not arguing with you. All I'm saying is that I believe that they're a 250 team. Okay. They want to take young people and, and you know, and, and bring them through. Like, That's why they've got Deruva there. Like I can, I can often have a educated guess on where someone's going to go. Yeah. Where, I don't know where Jacoby can, is going to find a seat. Kawasaki? What, factory? Just saying. You, like, well, if I read off those names, I need a deal again. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what every rider's got up against, and this this is why twenty twenty is GWR? so exciting. This is why twenty twenty is so exciting. GWR. This is why twenty twenty <laughs> is so exciting. Wait, you got us. You that isn't a thing. You ignoring my question makes it sound like you're avoiding it because it's a thing. <laughs> no, I, I I can't see. I mean, when I, when I spoke to Johan, he's he's basically ruled out. He he's not interested in 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 a, in a factory rider. He, he he's looking for riders who want to come through, want to be part of a program. Uh, who've not had the whole factory, you know, lifestyle of, of everything. Johan's looking for people who are hungry, young. From Hungary? No. Oh. They're hungry. Oh, sorry. They want to do well. And they're, I don't know what the best way of dressing up is. I don't know what to say. Just hungry. Yeah, they're hungry, passionate, and, you know, just want the, want the give chance. Give like those people who are busting into teams and going, just give me a chance. Yeah. I'll, show you, I'll show you what I can do. That's the people he wants. So, um, so if you're looking for a ride on that team, it jump into like, the awning and go, this is what I want. Sounds like there's one slot gone. Kind of contradicting yourself there. Well, there's, you know, there's a chance that he's going to run three again next year. Okay. So what, what I'm saying is one slot's gone because it looks like it's pretty much a done deal. Question three? Yes, do. Uh, at it. Pat Strana, what's your favorite looking bike and team set up in GPs? Simple question, but I want to hear you say, wow. Oh, that's me. Okay. Wow. Just wow. Wow. I can't do it on cue. Okay. Um, yeah. Favorite. What's your favorite? You should put like passion into your wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shock you with what I'm going to say. But you say yours first. What's your favorite looking bike team set up in GPs? JW1? <laughs> <laughs> Prick. I, I, I really like what Ice One do. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I like it. I like the Yoko, the Yoko kit. I know you don't like. No, I, 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 like. I like it. Do you? Yeah. Okay. So don't I like put words in my mouth. All right. Okay. I thought you said it was too white. No, I don't. I'm not the biggest fan of that one set of gear, but the red stuff that Jazakonis had on the weekend was pretty sick. Yeah. So I, I like the Yoko kit. I also like, um, I don't know what it is. Um, both Ice One and Wilvo, they, their setups are just so clean. Yeah. Wilvo look good. And I, I, I don't know what it is, whether I'm, I've got OCD or whatever, but whenever I actually scared to step in there all in sometimes because it's just like, it's just so spotless. Setup wise, I don't know. Nothing's really. No bike gear combos. Nah, nothing's really like shot at me. I've got to be honest this year. Okay. What about you? Three. Oh. One, Zach Pichon. His, uh, Al- I, I've got a big thing about the Alpine Stars helmet with Alpine Stars gear. I think it looks really, really sharp. Yeah, agreed. Actually, I forgot about. I was actually thinking MXGP, and oh. I agree with you. One one four six setup. Uh, what is it that Mitch wants? A black seat and uh, the um, for the handlebars. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but what colours? What I know, but what colours does black. he want? Black seat and I thought it was two different colours. Black seat and no, I think it was black. Was bar it pad red as well. seat and black par pad? No, no, I think it was. Black, you, maybe not so much the bike, but as far as gear goes, I think Pichon's Alpine Stars helmet with Alpine Stars gear looks sick. 
Yeah, I agree. I like that. Uh, two, I'd like to try one of those Alpine style helmets. I want to see how good they are and what they're comfy is like. I've been used to. Well, you've got a ride first. I have got a ride. I've got I've got a ride literally here. But I mean, you've got to ride. But I am close to my comeback. Okay. Yeah. And actually, I look forward to that review where you say, "Wow, this Alpine style helmet's really good compared to the Arroy I wore ten years ago." You're such a dick. <laughs> um, that's my first one. Yep. Second, uh, Dylan Walsh. Yeah, the seven, the seven kit. Seven yeah. with a bell helmet. No, six, seven, seven hel- seven gear with a 60 helmet is the sickest setup you can have. Yeah. Those two go together like cheese and I've got, cheese. I've got to be honest. Cheese and ham. Go together like cheese and ham. I've got to be honest, out of the brands at the moment, seven and 60 are killing it. I really like the setup. I'm a big fan of, I'm a big fan of all seven gear, but it looks especially, especially with Walsh's style and everything. And even, I'm a big, my big thing is number font. Yeah, I, I, if you're, if you've got the sickest setup ever, but the num, the style of your numbers looks terrible, I'm out. That ruins it for me. Yeah, but it all just looks proper sharp. Yeah, so kudos to these guys because that's yeah, I agree. Uh, I like it. Yeah, third. Yeah, I've always, and this is, I'm, I feel like this is a bit. I'm out there with this one. Yeah, I've always thought moose gear is quite nice. So I, yeah, I'm out on this one. So I like the Kimia stuff. Yeah, I'm like, out on this one. It's was, only because of Ben. No, it's, I've always, like, back in when I was playing MX versus ATV Untamed when I was, what, six, no, seven. No, I'm sorry. I would always put Moose Gear on my rider because I just always liked it. I, I, liked, I liked your first two answers. Now I think you've actually just taken drugs. <laughs> but no, like, the uh, my favorite colorway, well, there's two that they wear. Uh, what was it? They're both wearing them. Ben was wearing the black and gray stuff. That's sick on a Yamaha. That looks really good. And then Yago was wearing the blue and dark blue stuff, which also looks really sick. But I think I'd choose Ben over Yago because yago has got a neck brace and sometimes the neck brace doesn't look good. And I feel like that's my free. I really enjoyed that question. Wow. <laughs> got a lot to say. Okay, Lair, we really value your opinions. Are you surprised how much I have to say about that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I know that you do like... I, I like setups. We like setups, yeah. We? Yeah, we, oh, we talk about... Put yourself in this group. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you should have my own group when okay. we're talking about kit and stuff like that. So. No, yeah, I think that's my free. Yeah, okay. But yeah, no, I think I'd actually put, now that I think about it, I think I'd put a Kimia first because it all looks proper, proper good. Yeah, Kimia. Better than the Alpine Star setup? Better than the no, 760? I'm, I'm think, oh, I do like the 760. No, because no, I'm thinking bike as well now. Because if you put the bike in too, talking shit. then Pichon's third. No, I'm going to go, yeah, Kimia first. I like that setup a lot. Really? Yeah. Blandering looked sick at some point earlier this year as well. But I think he'd I think he'd come in and fourth. Yeah. What with the fox out? Yeah. He'd come fourth. Close fourth. Try what again. about yeah, okay. We're not doing America, are we? We're just doing No, we're not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm sad that question's over. All right. Okay. We well, I hope you valued my answer. Also, I really enjoy talking about this, as you can tell, so please tweet me what yeah. you think because I I enjoy this discussion. At Jack, okay, he's sent in two questions. At Jack Hyde, what is Yamaha going to do in MXGP in 2020? Are they asking Suzuki to come back and ride with blue plastics? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so what? <laughs> hang on, what are Yamaha doing? Yeah, like as far as I guess he's alluding to the fact that they've got a lot of riders who yeah. are all going to want rides. Okay, which is alluding to the first question, which yeah. is what Colin ties said. In. Ties in. So obviously. It's not a secret. No, because I don't think he's talking about that, exactly. Oh. I think he's just talking about the fact that they've got four riders who are all very, very good. Yeah. And obviously, they've got a factory team and a wheelbow team, so what, who wants to go where and how do you but decide I, who goes where? And... I don't think we, we can rule out that maybe two of the riders stay on Yamaha with a team which steps up or comes in and or also, whatever. And also, I don't think we can rule out that 
like we're talking about Sewer, Jonas, Sewer, Tonus, Paulin, and Fevra all competing for these rides. They could quite easily go somewhere else. Well, I can. And we've never even entertained the option of Yamaha bringing someone else in. Well, let's let's face it. Yamaha could bring in an, yet another rider. You you got quite easily. You've got uh, February. You could go to somewhere like Kawasaki, maybe. Um, I can't see him as a number two to uh, Geyser HRC or them running two riders of that caliber. Can you? No, no, no. So um, yeah, there's options there. Um, two riders of that caliber. That's harsh. What? You just said you can't see HRC running two riders of that caliber, which we- means that whoever gets that spot, you're going to say they're not of that caliber. Well, all I'm saying is that I'm saying a caliber as in cost. Okay. So not as in the, the that's riders' a, that's performance. That's a nicer way of saying it. Yeah. yeah, but they're never going to be able to invest the same money as what they're investing in uh, Tim in the uh, second rider. Really? I don't know. Wow. Mm. Oh. Mm. Oh, you've heard something. Mm. Oh. Yep. Stand corrected, then. Not February. Nothing, nothing now. Okay. I'll stand corrected. But, mm-hmm. Okay. That's that. What uh, do I know? Um, yeah. Okay. I guess we should touch on Suzuki. Uh, I'm now here in 2021 again, which is what originally I was here in 2021. And then with the Jackie Martin's rumors, everyone started saying 2020. Now I'm just hearing it's back to 2021. 2021, which is the whole thing with the contract, isn't it? Yeah. And now I have no, I have no idea what Jackie Martin's is doing because that would be the next question. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. At Dive MX, do you think Red Bull KTM or KRT will draft in replacement riders while their star riders are injured? Hmm. Don't know. I'm not sure how long DeSalle's out for. It's not really been clear. I'm not either. And do we get to this point in the season when, before they probably would, I mean, we know that if they have an energy drink, they have to replace the uh, Not always. But like, look at Mon- Yamaha on the contract. Well, yeah, buddy. but Kawasaki don't always do it. That's what I was saying last week. Okay. Like, but then look at Yamaha. February was out for three, no, four rounds and they bought Ferris in. Yeah. So was that because Monster wanted it, or was that because they just did it off their own back? Like, I um, think it would be Monster. I'm pretty sure it's, yeah. it's the, the energy drink brands, then, which need a rider wearing their brand on, on track. But then Kawasaki don't seem to be too urgent. Like I said, I don't think Tommy's going there. That would obviously make sense, because then you're not really... It would make massive sense, but I guess Boss can't do that, because that's their only rider. Yeah. Well, you should actually listen to the uh, response for Olivia Bossard said to that when I asked him. What did he say? Not a lot. Gave me a facial expression that said very much. I'm going to kill you? No, just I don't have much to say about that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So. Okay. So there's no um, manufacturer or anything like that? I, w- I wouldn't necessarily be overly surprised to see KTM pull someone up, like I said. But if Crowley's fine, which again, I think he is, then no. Okay. But yeah. At Masters MX 2013, Phil G. Uh, Hi, so Phil. What did you think of Tonus's answer to the what changed question? Mental approach is a big deal. He didn't even seem that bummed about the overall slipping away. I think, I think he was bummed to begin with and then kind of realised what the track was, how he normally does on those tracks. The fact that he's had four podiums in a row and was like, screw it, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it is interesting that mental... Like, can mental changes really... like? Be this big of a difference? Yeah, fuck yeah. What, t- turn a rider from 10th to 2nd? Yes. Because once you have the confidence and you believe in yourself, you can conquer pretty much anything. And that doesn't go just for sport. That goes for business and everything. When you have that mindset and that positivity to just literally block out everything and say, I can fucking do this, you have no idea literally how much you can change as a person. So I wholeheartedly believe that you can do fucking whatever you want in a gym. 
But if your head's not telling you that you can you actually belong there or you can believe in yourself and be up front, you ain't got a chance. So you can train all fucking day and, day and night. You have to have that mental capability to go, I can do this. Wow. That's how much I believe in, in the, how powerful, you know, mental is over physical. Wow. It shook me. I don't know what to say. There we go. But yeah, I am surprised because I would have said it probably would have been a bike thing, but I guess not. It hasn't changed a thing. No, mindset, and I think it's uh, very underrated uh, in the sport. You know, everybody focuses on the gym and focuses on bike and everything else. Like, I think about how many riders out there which are moaning, bitching all the time about, oh, my bike's this, my suspension's that, and everything else. And actually, if they actually changed their mindset and looked at things positively and actually channeled that into doing something on the track, I wonder how much they could change if you think about it, right, if, you, if you're going and saying, oh, my bike shit, oh, my suspension shit, how, how do you even perform when you've already got that negativity in you? Because you've already lost before you've even started to race. Like, one thing I've kind of learned about a race team, as soon as a rider's got out, what is the point in going out? You might as well just fucking put the bike back in the truck. Because if a rider's like, do you know what? Oh, this isn't right, and I haven't got somebody to you know, do this, and da 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 It's like, do you know what? Just fucking get out there and ride. Wow. And win. Like a schoolboy dad. Not really. <laughs> but I'm just saying that that's how powerful, you know, having a positive mind and a, a good mental approach. And I think within motocross, and, and also, I mean, a lot of sports, they already know this. So within footballers now, because of everything, what a footballer has to, you know, go through from um, media, from, you know, everything they have to deal with, let alone on the pitch, a lot of their side is, is just as much mental as well it is physical they have they invest so much money in this like reaction times you know we were talking about earlier with with tonus with that there's there's a multitude of, of factors you know the brain's a powerful thing oh wow all right next question um i'll be interested to know i will be interested to know what it was exactly that led to this change like what he did mentally but we won't find that out for a while i guess no and then, uh, let's face it why would he why would he want to, if he's, if he's found somebody who can channel that and can bring out the best of him mentally and make him capable of literally lining up and just saying, I can beat any of these guys. You know, I can do it. If you've found somebody, why the fuck would you want to share it? I would. I'd keep that in my pocket. Well, let's hope he doesn't hear this because otherwise he'll never tell me. Nah. Okay. Next question at Ronald Bangma. Uh, hi, guys. In the MotoGP and Formula <laughs> 1. Ronald Bangma. Ronald Bangma. Okay. Uh, hi guys, in the MotoGP. Is that his real name? Yes. In the MotoGP and Formula One. Hi Ronald. He's sent in questions a lot. I didn't know that. This isn't the first time you've heard the name. Um, it is. I would have known the word Bangma. <laughs> in the MotoGP and Formula One, the material is often decisive in being able to win or lose. I often tell my friends that this is not the case in MX. What is your opinion about this? I, I didn't hear the question, so you answer this one. Uh, no, it's not, as, um, it's not as dependent on the bike as it would be in Formula 1. Like Formula, I don't know, follow Formula 1 much. Fuck me, we're, we're on a slippery <laughs> slope now. Jesus Christ. I don't really know how often they go to Scandinavia either. either. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. But um, for, for, as far as I can tell in F1... <laughs> what? Have you ever watched a race? <laughs> You've never watched a race, have I you? I watched like five in 2012. Is Vettel still in Red Bull? Fuck it. Is now. Red Bull still the best team? Um, oh my god as far as I can tell in Formula 1 <laughs> what as far as I can tell in Formula 1 I'm not being funny but my 7 year old daughter has got a better, better answer to this question than you have no if you let me finish yeah 
if as far as I can tell, in Formula One, if you put like a tenth place driver in a, in a Mercedes, they will then become a podium person. Yeah, I think that's a pretty. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah. you just stop me from saying that. Yeah. So that's kind of what. I, but then, in obviously in motocross, that doesn't happen. And the greatest example of this is um when I interviewed Ben at the weekend, and he said he did the perfect start, and he said if I was Prado's weight, I would have got the whole shot. He didn't say if I was on Prado's bike or anything like that. Yeah. Just said like. That proves that it's not not just down to rider skill, but also rider everything. Yeah, like every yeah, but not even just that. Like every single part. There's a lot more of that. Obviously, I guess driver weight matters in F1, but not to a point where like it slows you down or whatever. So yeah, I'm sure it does, but I don't know. So yeah, MotoGP ain't got a clue to be honest with you. Couldn't even couldn't even have a stab. Is Rossi still a rider? Should we get Ben on the diet? Is it? He's having too many McDonald's. That's a terrible joke. Long legs helped him in the waves at the weekend, which we're coming on to now. Okay. Actually, no, I feel like you've shortchanged Ronald. Right, okay. So what else would you like to go on? So, so basically, in short... Right, hang on. Let's, let's... Right. Okay. So let, let's just have a look down this list, right? So Conrad Muse on a Red Bull KTM. What list are you looking at? No, I'm just hypothetically oh. saying Conrad Muse, forget the injuries, yep. on a Red Bull KTM yep. in Vial this year, what do you think he would have done? Okay, maybe there's a slight bump, but it's not... Okay, all right, stop. Stop. Okay, uh, just looking down the list. Um, Dylan Walsh on a Red Bull KTM. What do you think he would have done? Okay. Uh, no. Okay, right. Uh, Mitchell Evans on Flanderen's HRC bike. Mitch. Right. Um, Mitch Evans has told me many times on and off a record that he doesn't... He, yeah, that's he true. He said to me, bike. okay, here's another one for you. Jaeger Gertz on a Red Bull KTM. How fucking cool would he be on that? No different, I don't think. But also, you're missing... Oh, you're full of shit. No, you're missing the point a little bit. Sure, there's a little bump, but it's not as decisive as it is in Formula 1 and MotoGP, maybe. I have no idea about that uh, sport. I'm guessing those Red Bull KTMs are on a different level. Cal Crutchlow? Is that a MotoGP person? <laughs> it is, but I, I, I don't know if I want... Is he... ...to continue this podcast Australian? <laughs> no, he's fucking English. Oh, oh my... God. I mean, I say some stupid shit on this I show. I don't know anything about MotoGP. I just don't. Or Queen, or Formula One, or Beatles. Talk to me about Microsoft. Or but geography. In short, is there a small bump if you go to like Red Bull KTM? Yes. Is it as big of a difference? No. A lot of it is going to come down to the rider. And sometimes that bump that you get from Red Bull KTM isn't necessarily because of the bike, but the whole package and making the rider happier through physio, through gym, through fitness, through training, through testing. But, but this is interesting, the factory right? So teams every- have a lot more ability to test, and that then leads to the rider being better. So here's the thing, right? So everybody's basically saying that who's firing is uh, a KTM with white plates, yeah. So everybody, you know, no, that's not the case anymore. No, no, it's not. It's not the case. But you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, it's the same same company," blah, 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 whatever. But those bikes are definitely different. Yes, I've just told you that. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you stumbled didn't you? you rocked no no not at all because oh. what I'm saying is that the, people's mindsets out there is, is built in the same factory it's the same type of bike blah blah blah, oh, blah, blah yeah. whatever yeah but they're not they're completely different and you can see that that um, Olsen's bike and uh, Prado's bike you know they're diff- diff- different sizes I know different weights and everything else but still Olsen on a Red Bull no change no change I don't think so okay I, don't, I generally don't Jeb Beaton on a Red Bull KTM no change okay I don't think. Well, no, but this is where it's different as well. Would, would Jed be better on a Red Bull KTM next year than he is right now? Yes, because he is better than he is right now. Yeah. Whereas that isn't maybe the case. In F1, you don't have, you don't have Max 
Verstappen. Right. <laughs> Sorry, it took me a while to figure out a name there. You don't have him just having an off week because he's banged up and finishing 17th, do you? Right. Well, I think we should put a poll out. What? What? I don't know. That's what, next week's poll. I don't know what we're where what we're discussing now. To be honest. Well, we're we're giving um, Ronald his money's worth. You said okay. Uh, final question. Ask us anything. Tommy two nine three nine yep. says with a lot of the four fifty class on stock engines, has the overall power of a factory bikes been tuned down a bit, or will we see the guys with stock engines struggling on the longer start straights? Also, how sick was the wave section this weekend? It's all just rider preference. Some riders want a lot of power, some don't. It's not because universally every team and rider has agreed that a 450 needs to be detuned. It's just that some riders prefer the stock engine. Like Tommy said, there's not a problem. Okay, I've got a, an insight for this, right? So Strybos um, was on a stock engine. Nothing went wrong and everything else is fine. And then since he's had it tuned into his preference, he's had bike issues. So that's just an insight. So the stock engine runs absolutely fine. Was able to point score. Yeah, but we're talking about power, like losing out on start straights and that. But I don't think, I don't think it is, no. Because no. the, the 450 has the power. Go back to the interview I did with Tommy. It depends on what they want with corner and starts and you know, whether they want top end or... Yeah. Go back to the interview I did with Tommy in Portugal. He said, like, yeah, I tested a faster modified engine. I went back to the stock one just because I prefer it. It's rider preference, rider style. Yeah. Everyone's different. That's where what, 250 isn't. Going back to Ronald's question, every single rider is very different and that is where it all stems from with bike settings and bike changes and bike choice and everything. Yeah, but you're Some right. riders come up with whack, like just wacky ideas and concepts that work for them, but teams raise their eyebrows at and like, we've never heard anyone say they want that before, but it just works because of the way they ride or the way they shift or the way they, yeah. their style was formed. So yeah. yeah. And I think you're right about the whole factory setup. Sometimes it's not just the bikes, it's everything else which comes with the factory. Yeah. So, uh, and his final question, also how sick was the wave section this weekend? The sickest thing I saw in the waves all weekend was a qualifying race. Uh, going to the inside and doubling out was quite tricky. Yeah. No MX2 riders were doing it consistently, except for Ben Watson, who somehow seemed to nail it every single lap. I actually have no idea how, like, he was the only one who managed to do it, but every single lap he was getting it perfect, and it was so sick to watch someone go through a section that was that, was that technical and get it pinpoint perfect every single lap. He said it was just because of his long legs. He said the same in Argentina, like the wave section. Your now. admiration for Ben Watson get any more what? than it is? At no, it's no. Not, I, this is the same old thing. No, no I'm, just, I'm just asking the question. The... I'm just asking this question because this really could be the Lewis and Ben Watson podcast. Not at all. With the amount you bring him up, it no, is. What, you're even question, smiling because you're just coming up with shit. I'm not. If if the question was about someone else, like if the question was about. Let me think of another part of the track where I noticed something like that. Okay, previous the tabletop after the waves. Yeah, I would bring up sewer because the sickest thing I saw on the tabletop after the waves this weekend was sewer scrubbed it on the first or second lap of the first moto, dragged a foot peg, and almost killed himself, but somehow saved it in the middle of a battle. If you go to, all I would recommend is any rider who, if you go to the highest corner on the track, I would talk about one one four. Because the thing that sticks out in my mind is that 114 have crashed there two years in a row with two Australian separate riders, separate incidents. Go to the start straight, I'd bring up Mitch Evans because he hit clipped the bank, high-sided, knocked himself out. Do you have any space on the, on the Lewis train for, for your favourites? Well, I have just signed on to Sewer and Fevre. Yeah, I know. 
Is there any more room to... I'm just talking like, I, if I, any other writers out there want to get onto the podcast show and you talk about them and analyse them, <laughs> uh, what do they need to do? Wait, what are you trying... What? I've, I analyse Olsen a lot. No, I'm just saying, what What? What do writers need to do? I just see Is things. Is it a sign shirt? No, I just see things. Hug. No, I just see things. Okay. I just see things and I talk about them. My job is literally plain and simple. Kit they're wearing. Go to the races, see things. Yeah. I've never spoken to Pichon in my life. Yeah. He's set up by my top three. Okay. I don't know what you... You just... I don't know. It's hard... It's Should hard, we move on now? It's hard for me to get... Should we move on? It's hard for me to get some insight across when you're just trying to claim that my insight is an insight. Well, I'm not. It's just that... It's just come through in this podcast. There's a lot of I've admiration actually, for Ben Watson from you. I haven't actually spoken about him until now. Really? Yeah, I don't think... I think you've dropped him in oh, like 105 starts. times. But the starts is what people wanted to know. Yeah. Anyway, and why Tommy, every time do you mention Ben? You grab your microphone. I didn't grab it all show. You've been doing. He just done it again. Um. Also, Tommy, poor Tommy. Yeah, the waves. Yeah. Uh, they caught a lot of people out last year. I'd say there was less crashes this year. Bos- Boswami. 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 Fuck me. Everyone. Crashed really hard in the first race. Yeah. And somehow got up. Yeah. Uh, Flexible. I think Tommy crashed in the in free practice. Uh, there may have been a few others, but they definitely didn't cause as many injuries this time. Okay. So, yeah. Um, do you want to talk about Formula One? No, um, I think we should move on now to MX Manager. And I kind of put it out there on Twitter that I made a great mistake. It was Father's Day. I was out with uh, my three uh, lovely daughters. Should we give them a shout out? Uh, not really. And it was one of those moments where I was trying to keep up with live updates um, as I'm eating my, uh, been taken out for a nice meal. And it then dawned on me that I forgot my team, which I was, I wasn't disappointed about that. I was just disappointed that you'd beat me. Uh, I was in the top 100 for like the fourth week in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 92nd. What was this week? Yeah. So I'm up now to 46th it's 46th. I'm not going to lie. It's an, it's an uphill task. Um, I'm just hoping that I can get admin rights and delete your team or something. So I'm. You actually do have the ability to do that. Brilliant. I think I might do that. Um, so, so let's let's talk well, about... I guess we would run through our teams for the weekend, but I guess I can do that and you can't. Okay. So... I can um, tell you the, who I was going to pick in my team if you want to. No, it's fine. I, I had Hurlings, yep. Watson, and Vassen. And after the first moto, I thought... This, this contributes to my emotional roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. I thought I had the best team ever because Hurlings won, Ben was fourth, and Bass was sixth. Like. This was the first time I'd ever gone with three riders instead of four. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, bloody hell, this is the, this is the answer. Yeah. Uh, and then Hurlings obviously didn't line up for the second race, which didn't kill me completely. And even if he had won the second race, I wouldn't have won, even though Ben and Bass both were top five. So did five. you choose Yamaha? Yeah. Your... Ah, okay, so that's where he picked up a lot of points. Yeah. This is my, this is my theory from the weekend. So I, even, I looked at the points, and even if Hurlings had won the second moto, and Bass and Ben had still done what they did and got in the top five, I still wouldn't have won, which is confusing. So I think you do need to go for four riders. Yeah, because you have the chance of getting... Yeah, and I've, stu- I've, 20, stuck with that. I've stuck with that the whole way. But as soon as I saw Bass in free practice and realised I could have... Because I, I had Hurlings and Ben as my locks in each class, and then I was going to get two cheaper people. Yeah. But then I realised that I could have Bass and he was like fifth in free practice or whatever. So I was like, oh, I'll just do that. Because if he can do pull it off... And obviously they all pulled off and did like... They did just as good as you expect, yet I didn't win. So, I don't know. It's a bit of a, a conundrum, but I'm going to be going back to my old... Tactic. Tactic of um, four riders this okay. weekend. 
And a team and a manufacturer. Oh, big news. Yeah. I'm, I'm pissed off. Everyone has kind of realized that Yamaha as your manufacturer every single week. Yeah? Yeah. The price is going up astronom- astronomically. Wow. Yep. You go, girl. I'm basically stopping. I'm basically making it so that no one can really pick them without it making without it affecting the riders you choose. Lewis is going to be so get ready to certain his dominance so on MX manager, and it's going to screw me because I've relied on Yamaha a lot lately. But time to uh, get your old notebooks out and start strategizing. So, given that Ben Watson is like uh, very, you know, you've talked about him a lot and no, in technically gifted and everything else, why is he only four hundred fifty thousand? That's up of a hundred grand. I don't go higher than a hundred grand bump each week. Okay, that's yep. my little rule. I don't. I don't. I try and not change the prices so drastically that they only go up. I, I try and make sure that we each week they're a hundred grand either up or down. They don't like. Aren't you supposed to be making this fun? So, so hang on. So, if a rider was on two hundred fifty thousand yep. and he got twentieth last week, yep. and then went out and blitzed everybody. That's and won, not ever going to happen. But I'm just saying hypothetically. There can be exclusions. Then the week after, he's only going to be 350000 for winning a GP. There can be exceptions to the rule. Oh, that is exceptions. Because you just said also, just a minute ago that no, you owe also, me. No, no, because I would 000. stick to that. Because if a rider went 20th and then won, I wouldn't make them 600 because I would be like, hang on, they got 20th the week before, they won this week, they've only ever won one GP. That's not a lock for the next GP. That's still a risk. So I've got to knock the price down a little bit. Right, okay, so... So, you obviously haven't looked at these prices, so do you want me to run through my... No, I, I have looked at these prices. Do you want prices. me to run through the riders I've highlighted as potential options? Yeah, Okay. So, in MXGP, I'm looking at Caroli, yeah. 400,000. I didn't really know where to put him, but I feel like 400 is a decent number to tempt people. Yeah. And you don't need him to do too well for that. Uh, Pauling, 300. Surprised I made him that cheap, but I felt like... Could he be cheaper? No. What was he the week before? 350. So should he not be 250? Because 100,000 less? No, I don't. I said that's a maximum. Okay. Just leave me to do my things. No, I think you um, just make this up so, as you go along. And then Van Horbit. I don't think you know what you're doing. 300. It's a good job I don't take a, a, you know, a real focus in the business, isn't it? <laughs> Van Horbit, 300. I would be tempted, but if you go off, because he was good in Latvia, but if you go off of Russia and what it was like on the hard pack there, it wasn't great. So, so, so Koldenhoff, still 250. Yeah. Should he not be cheaper? 200? No. 200 is quite cheap for a top 10 rider. Right. I've got Nagel highlighted. Yeah. He's back. 150. He's been riding a while now. Okay. But not top 10 rider? Uh, I don't know. He was good in Argentina. I feel like we all forget that. Well, that's exactly. This is one question because Paul Ann is a t- top 10 rider and is not 150, but yet Nagel is. What are you talking about? Just like, you've just no... We're never talking about MX Manager again after this week, by the way. There's just no consistency in your pricing. How? how? What? You think Nagel and Paulin should be the same price? Nagel on his privateer KTM coming back from injury? Probably Paul, not. No. Is that, so what, what are you trying to say? Well, I'm just going with your logic. No, you're not at all. I am. What, okay, what is your issue with Paulin and Nagel's prices? Uh, nothing. Let's just move on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Anstey, 250. That will probably go on my team. Yeah. Uh, Cyril, 200. Jonas, 350. That's decent, and I've got yeah, I've got Cell highlighted at two hundred. Two hundred, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be uh, scared to put Patrell in this week. Two hundred thousand. You know what? I genuinely do not think I saw Patrell once in Latvia. Okay, so why is he two hundred thousand then? And he was two hundred thousand in Latvia. So you didn't see him, but yet he's gave you given the same price as the week before. Just Hold saying. On. Just saying. There's definitely some issues with the consistency here. 
Patrell didn't ride. <laughs> That'd be why I didn't see him. Where the hell has Patrell gone? I don't know. You're a journalist. You went there. I'm just the guy who watches on TV. <laughs> I'm so confused. Hold up. I'm just going to take over the rest of the show Hold now. up, hold up. Is- um, while Lewis tr- does his job, you've got Tixier, uh, 100,000. That's not bad. I mean, if he gets outside the, you know, 10th, 11th, 12th, 20-odd points, 21 points, something like that for 100,000, I'd probably take that. Then we have got, yeah, just Cyril. Uh, Benoit Patrell uh, withdrew from Latvia on Sunday after warm-up because uh, he sustained a knee injury in qualifying on Saturday and it was too painful for him to race. Cool. Yeah, thanks. So he was there. I did thought I saw him. Thanks for doing your job. Uh, yeah, Anstey 250. I think that's done. I think let's... Uh... There's some good options this week. I've got one, well, two... Well, I wouldn't say good. I've got seven MXGP riders highlighted who I'll look at. So okay, okay. And also, here's a point. So in the second MXGP... I'd probably take Paul Allen for 300. Yeah, I think you've got to. And cold enough for 250. Uh, yeah. I'll probably do a... I'll probably do a decision between do those two Tommy, and then like Cole, a Prado. I'd probably go between Tommy, Cole, and You'd probably get Max. those two and Prado and Gertz. Or do you go Caroli and Paul Because that could be great. It really could. And you'd only use 700. So you could do that and then get by with like a Walsh and a Van Donick in MX2. Who are you using for 700? Caroli and Paul Ann. Paul Ann. Yeah, it's not bad. It's risky, but it could really, really pay off. Yeah. Uh, in MX2, I have. Van Donick highlighted. Yep. Moreau highlighted. Sanai, Pooches, Jacoby, Beaton. I'd take Sanai for 150. Brarami. Sanai at Germany for 150. All day long. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, all day long. Similar to Russia. Shouldn't be as hot and humid. Do you know what? Vial at 350. That's not a bad chance. I was going to highlight him, but I chose not to for some reason. Yeah, that's not a bad chance. Uh, Pichon, 100. He's probably still going to be a bit banged up, but if he can nah. get back to his France form. Nah, I'm not taking that. Beaten, definitely in Harrison, 200,000. I think it's a bit much. I don't think well, he's... you did prices. I think it's a bit. I think he's a bit too inconsistent. You realise when you say I did the prices, I'm not making it so that every single rider is a great pick. That isn't what I'm trying to do it. <laughs> I'm not making it so that well I've I highlighted, think it'd be I've way more fun if you let me uh, let loose I've not, the I've, not, I've not made it so I've gone so I've, I've, I've highlighted the riders who are, are interesting picks this week I've highlighted everyone because everyone, I've made everyone's price so that they're possible to pick would you go over Usland or Moreau I think Moreau Usland was better than he's been all year in Latvia but he hasn't been great he does he does prefer the sand exactly Usland. yeah and Moreau prefers a hard pack. But then Moreau is a bit of a I loose like a cannon. Pack. Yeah, so that is... I think, I think at the moment, I wouldn't be surprised to see my team be Paul Ann, yep. Max or Koldanoff, so 250 each. And then... So what's that? Actually, no, I think I will go Paul Ann, Caroli, yep. 700. Seeing as I can't have Yamaha anymore because they're too much. Yeah. That's 700. Sanai, 150. That's only 900. And then I would... Uh, so are you going to reduce KTM this week? No, they're both... They're both Hurlins is out. They're both too much of a okay. impact. I feel like they both... They rule the game, basically. Okay. And then, so that's 900. And then Moreau. It's a risky team. It's basically... <laughs> I basically just... 
I've basically just thrown all my cards on the table there. But This is where you kind of need two teams. You need one team, which is a safe team, and then you need a second team, which is just a crazy team. Is there a riskier team than Caroli, dislocated shoulder, Paul Ann, generally banged up and had a rough couple of weeks, Sinai, Epstein Barr, and Moreau, crash happy? Yeah, that's kind of risky. That is like, but it could pay off. Could. It really they could. They could all do very, very it, well, yeah. Paul Ann could finish third, like yeah. he did last year in Tuchantel. Yeah. Caroli could finish sixth. That's being kind with his shoulder. Yeah. Moreau could finish 11th and Sinai could easily go 9-14 and get solid points. Yeah. I think I might risk it. Yeah, you do that. Okay. Let me know you get on when I beat you. Are you going to be setting a team this week? I'm probably going to set a team today. Okay. Um, just so well, that the I've prices a... aren't up yet. <sighs> well, I won't be doing today then, will I? Well, they'll probably be up at some point today. Okay. Well, I think my, my, my idea now is to get a team in straight away so that I have a team in. Would you like me to remind you every week? No, because you remind me for everything else. It just get embarrassing if you start reminding me for <laughs> MX Manager as well. So I think I am your I am your diary. <laughs> so for anybody else out there, take my team tactics. As soon as uh, Lewis uh, gets his ass in gear and updates the prices, I suggest putting a team in straight away. Then you can then adapt the team closer to the to the time. But at least you got a, a, a team in. So for all those people who got all excited in uh, the first three rounds and then didn't realize in the fourth round, even though we told you a hundred thousand times that uh, we were going to wipe the scores in, in, in everything else. There are still people getting mad about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are. There was someone on Twitter last week who was actually confused why it was happening. He like messaged me as if it was a technical fault. Like, hi, my team's been wiped completely and I have no riders. And it's like, yeah. where have you been? And if you haven't listened to the first 10 shows or whatever, 11 shows, um, the reason why we've done this is because it's just makes things more interesting because last year and the year before, people would just kind of like come in, update a team, and that was it. We didn't see them. Well, look at it this way. At Argentina, Van Horbeck was 250. Mitch Evans was 250. Those riders would be on everyone's team still. Yeah. And everyone would just have the same two people. Yeah, and it just wasn't fun. We wanted it to be fun. So um, You want people to have good... like Because in the way, and the way it worked in other years, people could come up with this perfect formula and pretty much not change their team for eight weeks and yeah. win. Yeah. Whereas this, you've got to actually put thought into every single part of it. And that, I think that I think pretty much last year we had the same winner for um, prizes, loads. And then this year we've had loads of different people. Yeah, and I can say that um, there's been some very different winners this year because I obviously send out the prizes. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. cool. So there we have it. So what are we looking forward to this week? What are we looking forward to? Yeah. Uh, questions on my mind. Yeah. Can Go. Can Caroli salvage enough points? Will Geyser not crash and keep it together? Will Jacoby rebound or will he try too hard and throw his bike down the track? Will Jacoby get mad at any other riders? What else am I looking forward to? Fevra, Sewer. I'm looking forward to seeing how that whole thing develops. Definitely, that's a probably actually maybe ben? what I'm... Are you looking forward to Ben? What? Are you looking forward to Ben Watson? Like what, he, what he's going to do? Okay. don't know why. Are you purposely not saying that now? Or? I don't know what you're... I'm not saying anything. I'm just uh, saying that... I don't know what you're getting at. Yeah. Okay. Can Prado be beating on Hardpack again? What can Gertz get a start? Yeah. Will Patrell return from this knee injury <laughs> that we just learned about? How will Nagel get on? Yeah, I'm not excited about that. Okay. <laughs> um, can Walsh do big things? Will Brarami oh, break the top five? One final bit of insight for you. Uh, Walsh is getting a bit tired or something, so his team are watching his food to make sure he's getting the right energy and stuff. Well, he where he's going to McDonald's. No, just this, this was the team press release. They're watching his food. Yeah. 
Let me, let Are me, they going to taste it as well? Let me just find it. Quickly. They think he's being poisoned. Let me just find it quickly. Okay. Uh, Sam Yates, crew chief. Dylan, Dylan seemed to hit a wall and he dropped a considerable amount of time each lap and faded back through the pack. There's no issue with his speed, so we're working on his diet to make sure he's properly fueled up and has the strength to go the distance and consistently fast. So that's, and, uh, yeah, that's it. Boss's press release this week. Very normal. They went back to a st- traditional quote from the team manager and a race report. I don't know why they've done that. I, I like the yes-no. I think that maybe... Everybody liked the yes-no. I think, I think that maybe they realised that everyone was laughing at them instead of with them. Oh, I was with them. But I think you were. <laughs> I was definitely with them. But uh, yeah, the boss interview is still on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, so uh, com. So it's obviously timeless. Yep. So if you want to find out like what... Lewis. What? Timeless? Yeah, you're timeless. If you want to find out what the hell was going on over there, then uh, yeah, tune in. Cool. Excellent. And uh, make sure, yeah, you head over to mxvice.com. Remember our offer of the week, 24 99 for Raven Edge goggles. So great pair of goggles to uh, I believe the ride, race, on. practice, uh, skiing. I believe the snowboard. Snowboard. I believe F1. Not really. Oh. Enduro. Um, MotoGP? <laughs> no, not MotoGP. Um, yeah, if I uh, remember correctly, what was I going to say? What were you just talking about? Basically, uh, go to mxvice.com and also Oh, thanks. I don't know. Oh, uh, Raven Goggles. I believe the deal ends Saturday night. Oh. So, so after. don't sit on it. Yeah. No, put them on your face. And also, we better tell people now, you better make a decision. Uh, Germany, are we, doing a pre- are we doing a pre-race podcast? If I'm there, we're doing no, one. No, they're going to need a yes, yes, and that's obvious. Yeah. Are you going? Uh, yes, I'm going. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm going. Right. Lewis, I think that's it. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you coming all this way. Three yep. hours in the car. Yep. In the Ford Fiesta. A traffic cone tried to stop me. Yeah. You, um, what happened? A light jumped off of a the cone. Ye- the yellow light that sits on top of a traffic light yeah, flew it- off on the motorway and then hit, went underneath my car, got stuck, and then I had to lay on the floor in the whole hard shoulder trying to reach it. But the highway maintenance wouldn't help you because he thought that you destroyed his Yeah, because I, fa- I, I, I couldn't reach the top of the cone because it was like directly in the middle of my car. So then I rolled along my hard shoulder trying to find something long to reach it with. And then I eventually stumbled across a highway maintenance van and I told him what had happened and asked him if he had something long like a broom handle or something. And then he, got, he said, no, because that's, that's our bit of land that we're looking after and I'm going to have to go and check that now. And I was oh, like... You made him do some work. I'm like, no, I didn't. Maybe he thought he was Lewis Capaldi because you look the same. I don't know what that means. You know that singer, I Lewis Capaldi? I don't, know, I don't know what a Lewis... Maybe- Capaldi is. Yeah, maybe he thought that. He was like, oh, fucking hell, is that singer again? Right, you're boring me now. Okay, all right. Uh, see you next week. Well, that's abrupt. Bye. EMX For everything in the world of motocross, head to mxvice.com, at Motocross Vice on Twitter, and search MX Vice on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. All content is now available in Spanish and Italian. EMX Vice Show.